Yo, monkeys, it's me, DPP, the king of Bada Binga, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, or you, monkey, you're listening on the SNS Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash is listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. The world is listening. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I'm mad as hell about these freaking whores who have pimped and raped and prostituted the sport of professional wrestling right down into the ground, right down into the gutter, right down into the circus with all the clouds. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's still real to me, damn it. What you going to do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world destroy you? As I lock eyes with a warrior that has his face painted and the outer edges of his face plate interlock with each other then I know that that warrior is ready to make that sacrifice so that I shall live Wow, man, freak out! Let me see it right! Jet flying! Hit stealing! We're in the dealers! Woo! I have obtained the goals that many men only lay in bed and dream about night after night. I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. You will rest in peace. And that's the bottom line. What? Just stone cold sits so. It's just a man. What the rock is. It's showtime, folks! Well, you know something, Gino. The new world order is taking over professional wrestling. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Let's get ready to 
you're not down with that, Dallas has got two words for ya! Do I have everybody's attention now? In anybody else's hands, this is a microphone. In my hands, it's a pipe bomb. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wrestling News Live with the bad boys of wrestling radio. And you two jabronis don't even have enough class to introduce yourself? What is your name? Wrestling. It doesn't matter what your name is. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, guys, good evening. Welcome to Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. As always, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sex, eh? It is officially Tuesday, September 4th. We're in the month of September. Time is just kind of flying by. But I got to be real honest, watching a three-hour Monday Night Raw every week just seems to drag. But we're going to talk more about that. In a little bit, when we bring the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella, on the show for the ever-popular Raw recap, we're going to be running down the latest news of the week, sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. We're going to be taking your phone calls a little bit later in the program, as well as uh, your emails. The email to send to us is wnlshow at yahoo.com. So be sure you're sending those if you want your email read on the air tonight. But with that being said, a lot to cover. And as always, I don't do this gig alone. I want to welcome to the show, he is the founder and the host of Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog is in the house. Guess who's back? Not gonna do it. Not gonna. I'm not doing a show this week. Not right now. I've looked over my contract. I've read it frontwards. Read it backwards. I've read it sideways. I've had my attorneys look at it, and I've decided that until I get what I want. Until my demands are met, I'm just not doing a show. Not gonna do it. Dead air, crickets, whatever you want. I'm not taking a personal day like CM Punk. Now that was yesterday. I just, I feel after all these years that. I should get 
what I want. And I'll I will sit here with no audio if I have to until I get it. Until the last person leaves the stream. I don't care. But I want what I want. So on that note, we're going to kick it over to JSK, and we'll see you next week. No, we, we can't. We gotta, we've got to fulfill two hours of, of at least airtime. <laughs> I just don't necessarily have to say anything. Okay, Trey. You don't, you don't even care what I want? You don't care what my demands are? You're the head of the network. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't take to uh, hostage negotiations. Do I look like <laughs> Vince McMahon? Do I look like Vince McMahon? No, you know, I'm, are not, you, I'm are, not pulling an Ultimate Warrior, and I'm not pulling I'm not pulling a uh, you know Alberto Del Rio. Because I mean, I'll I'm pay not, you, I'll pay you twice what you're making now. Well, I appreciate that. I feel I'm worth it sometimes. Oh. Sometimes not so much, but by God. Until I get a hug, I'm not going any further. Oh, well, you're shit out of luck. Maybe Bronx will give you a hug. I'm not into the man hug thing. I want to hug it out. I want to hug it out. Right here. As uh, Creed would say, with arms wide open. I want to hug it out. I want to make it as awkward as possible. I want it to take about 30 minutes of time that we would be spending on quality programming not so much educating the masses anymore but entertaining the masses you know I just think it's fair is fair well that being said ladies and gentlemen we do have the unofficial third leg of the tripod or the third wing of the tripod ladies and gentlemen the Bronx father Tony Mirabella who does not know it yet but he is about to cyberly Give the Trey Dog a hug right here, right now, on this very program. I want to feel so warm and fuzzy <laughs> that I want to be neck like I'm neck deep in a fat chick. I want to be that warm and fuzzy. Yeah, but we need to backtrack. We get contracts now. Well, you don't. You have. You're, you're not even a. I mean, you're just a low man on the totem pole. After last night, you might not have a job. What did you do last night? We won't get into it. I've been trying to explain what happened, and it has nothing to do with me, but JJ won't listen. I've been doing computers for 11 years. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Explain to me how it is when I sign on on another computer and have the other chat room up, and it says that I'm signed in on two computers, and I go to sign out. Bronx sees that I'm in there as a guest and decides to make me a member. And now I can't get my owner status back in the chat. I've tried for two hours last night, and I was pretty pissed last night. So well, I, I don't understand this chat to begin with, so I don't know. That could be it, too. Two computers. I won't get into it. But me making you... I made you a member because I figured you were having trouble. When you came in, you were just a guest. Never opt me unless I ask. Never make me anything unless I ask you to. All right. Understood, my friend. But like I said, I'm still willing to help. But if you want to swap out chats, I, I understand. Bronx, I did this for two hours last night, got into an argument with my wife. I went and got a new chat box today. As soon as I get a hold of MindWipe, we're changing the motherfucker out. That's just the way it's going to be. I don't want to hear nothing else about it. No, I don't want to cry just to cry, but 
that last chat I wasn't a big fan of, and I liked it better than this one. This one, this one's just too cartoony for me. I don't know. Well, unfortunately, we still have this one, but it's under another account. Because apparently I've been locked out of my status on the other one. So you got a, a different one altogether. Then. Pretty much. And I've got to have him replace what's on the website with the new one. Oh, well. Well, shit, if you got locked out totally, like your password doesn't work. I'm telling you, dude, that's shenanigans. I that's smell probably on that. I'm just saying it's kind of funny that as soon as you fucking opt me, or as soon as you made me a member, it fucked everything up. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but that's where it all started. Well, it doesn't make sense to me how making one of you a member would take your status away from the other one. Well, you should be able to make an, an owner a member, is what I'm saying. Like I was on a, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't care. It's done. It's see, over you with. Got, you, you're, you're signed in. I would imagine that you're. See, I when I sign in, it's through SNS. I would imagine you probably have a Zat account. Yes. See, so it's got to be on Zat's end. Well, I've tried. I tried today, this afternoon, a little bit. I'm and they're done. a fucking weird bunch. Trust me. I'm completely done with this shit. They're a weird group over there, is that? I mean, I was so pissed off last night, I was tempted just to pull the chat room. Permanently. Yeah, I, I can understand being upset, but... Yeah, other than IRC and Zat, I'm not sure what other good chats there are. I know there's some other, other ones. I don't know which one you picked, but I know at least IRC, the security is pretty good. Zat, I'm not so sure, because you get a lot of people coming in who, like, he, they're supposed to buy these things, but you'll see like trolls come in with all these crazy icons yeah. that's hacked and gotten and, and all these fancy effects. So We haven't really had that on this go around. Well, that's because we just opened this new room. But when we had the old Zat room that was oh, around, yeah. forget it. Yeah, we got that all the time. Is there anybody in here who wants to chat with a 25-year-old white man? <laughs> I'll sex you up real good. Through chat. Awesome. Yeah, we haven't had any of that. We haven't had any of that problem yet. Anyway, let's get back to the girl that brought us to the dance. Since nobody's willing to give me a fucking hug around here. I told you Bronx is gonna give you a hug. I'll give you a hug. Alright. Alright. That's go. like that's like saying you know Congratulations, you're dating the ugliest chick at school, but all right. <laughs> Bum, 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 hey, look at me. I'm the coolest kid in the Special Olympics. You're still in the Special Olympics. Man. Really? That was so I right on so many levels. I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna lie. That was great. That was awesome. <laughs> Do we have to talk about Raw? Well, you know, if we didn't, what would you substitute it with? I don't know. I mean, because... there, was, there were some good points for the show. I enjoyed some of it. I didn't enjoy it all. But I do know that it, at one point, and this is something that one of you had said before. I don't know which one of you, but um, I, I know at one point last night, I looked up at my clock and I went, holy fuck, we still got an hour and 20 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Because I didn't. Even when WCW was three hours, until the very end, I never thought that way. 
Well, I think the problem is it was a different product with WCW. At least with WCW, did we have some stupid shit going on? Yeah. But we had we had wrestling going on, too. You know, you had some of the best wrestling in the world on WCW Monday Nitro, whether it was the cruiserweights or, you know, uh, the main event talent. You had good wrestling there. Yeah, you had some shenanigans. But now in a two-hour wrestling, oh, excuse me, in a two-hour entertainment show, which is now three hours, we don't get that. We get uh, maybe 30 minutes of actual in-ring anything and then, you know, two and a half hours of filler. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i not trying to crap all over Raw, but I'm going to be real honest with everybody. It's just here. hard to watch anymore because the good shit that they do have is so spread out so far and few between. I'm going to be real honest, man. I'm finding myself more and more wanting to stop watching wrestling. I'm getting <laughs> to the point where I don't even care. I don't want to cover it anymore. You know, I, I just, I guess I'm growing old. Well, I mean, and not only not only that, what I think drags it out, too, uh, if you look at a sample of Raw with the, all the commercials taken out and every other thing kept in, it's two hours, 14 minutes, and 50-some-odd seconds. So you're talking about 46 minutes of commercials. That's crazy. I agree. Yeah. I mean, there was there was some good points. Orton Ziggler was good. Um Cena and uh, Del Rio wasn't bad. The ending was great, uh, from whatever that leads to. Well, let's, um, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go ahead and, and kick off this recap so Bronx can properly let us know what happened for those that didn't want to brave the three hours. And I'm sure there are some of you out there that didn't want to watch. <laughs> yeah. So there's people out there that don't watch anymore. They just listen to us to find out what happened. Yes, yes. So, I know that for a fact. So that being said, guys, it's time for the Raw Recap. It's time for your WNL Monday Night Raw Recap with Don Brocks, the Brocks Father. Monday Night Raw starts off in CM Punk's hometown, Chicago, Illinois, and Michael Cole is by himself because we're shown that before Raw went on the air, CM Punk jumped Jerry Lawler and took him out, so he was not obviously available for the show. We start Raw with Sheamus coming out. He tries to pander to the crowd, and of course, that bothers CM Punk, who comes out and has some choice words for Sheamus. Y'all have to excuse me for a moment before you play this clip. I'm going to, uh, since I'm not going anywhere for a while, I'm going to grab a Snickers. <laughs> Are you going to be a diva? Uh, no, I'm just, you know, trying to get some money from sponsorship here. So, you know. Oh, well, I know. will gladly hand you a cold Coors Light to wash that down with. That'd be awesome. You, right. you, may, you may continue, Brox. All right. Sorry about that. Aaron, try to talk to my hometown. They can't relate to a guy like you. They can relate to a guy like me because I'm from here. 
How's everybody doing? What you saw a little bit earlier was me beating up Jerry Lawler. But what the cameras did not catch was Jerry attacking me from behind. See, there's only one king in Chicago, and when you come at the king, you best not miss. Jerry Lawler just got exactly what he deserved, and he got it Chicago style. So I last week in a cage, I decided to take it upon myself to teach Jerry a little bit of a lesson in respect. And class was in session until a little white knight decided to come and stick his nose where it didn't belong. That white knight's name is John Cena. Honestly, you want to talk about disrespect? You want to talk about disrespect? You're okay. interrupting me. Well, I thought this was going to go on for half an hour, 30 minutes, which I don't have. But let me say this. You want to talk about disrespect? You want to come out here and say you're the best in the world? Well, I'm the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, you're the world heavyweight champion, but guess what, fella? That makes you, at best, the second best in the world. Aww. And comes with that a pecking order. And in that pecking order, you're right behind me, so shut your mouth. So after this, AJ comes out and she makes two main events, Del Rio versus Cena and Punk versus Sheamus. Orton comes to the ring with, for his match against Dolph Ziggler. And this was an awesome match. It was the highlight of the night, match of the night without a doubt. And Dolph Ziggler gets the win with a handful of tights. After this, Miz comes out to do commentary with Michael Cole. Our first anger management segment is shown between Daniel Bryan and Kane. Our next match is Sinkara versus Lord Tensei and Cody Rhodes. Um, Sinkara and Rey Mysterio go over. Another anger management segment is shown. Punk versus Sheamus. But Punk is upset that this match is going on so damn early. So he says, you know what? I'm taking time off. I'm just walking out of here to hell with it. Um, AJ tells Sheamus to stay in the ring and out comes Jack Swagger to face Sheamus instead. Sheamus beats Jack Swagger via submission. Yes, submission. After this, Del Rio tries to jump Sheamus. Sheamus goes for the bro kick on Del Rio, but little Rodriguez gets in the way and gets his head taken off instead. Uh, sorry. Eve Torres versus Caitlin. Layla joins on commentary and, um, Eve gets the win and Eve and Layla shake hands in the ring afterwards. Now we go backstage and we had speculated on this last week about how Jack Swagger feels. And well, this happened. <laughs> I'm leaving. You don't mean that. I'm taking some extended time off, all right? I'm better than this. Everyone knows that I'm better than this, all right? I don't know what happened to me, but I'm better than this. Okay, look. You, just 
just wait a minute, okay? You, you can't leave me, okay? Brock Lesnar left, and Chris Jericho left, and tonight, Punk left me. Everybody is leaving me. Sorry. So there you have it. Jack Swagger walking out, maybe taking an extended absence. I don't know. We have our last anger management segment where Kane and Brian sort of graduate. And AJ informs us that via Twitter, we can decide what we want to see next between Daniel Bryan and Kane. You can vote to have them tag together. You can vote to have Daniel Bryan face Kane in a match. Or you can vote to have Kane and Daniel Bryan hug. Del Rio is shown backstage. He's asked how Rodriguez is, but before he can answer, David Otunga comes out and says, my client has no comment. Jinder Mahal versus Ryback. A lot of Goldberg chants during this match, and of course, Ryback gets the win. Uh, AJ makes the Cena-Del Rio match a falls count anywhere match. Now we have about 20 minutes of Daniel Bryan and Kane coming out. Of course, the fans voted that they should hug. And finally, they do, and then Daniel Bryan hits Kane with a chair. Antonio Cesaro versus Santino Morella for your U.S. title. And Cesaro retains the United States title. Heath Slater versus Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder gets the win, but then Vicky comes out and says she wants to talk to AJ. After our commercial, AJ comes out and Vicky says that the board of directors has said that she cannot put her hands on talent or managers. And she really gives it to AJ, insults her, pushes her. And this segment ends with AJ going apeshit nuts in the ring, slamming chairs around, screaming, running around like a maniac. Our main event is John Cena versus Alberto Del Rio in a Falls Count Anywhere. Decent match. Um... Del Rio had put Cena through an announce table. Del Rio picks up a mic, which is great, while he's kicking Cena's ass and says everyone is beneath him. The fans are beneath him. Cena and Del Rio get to the back. They're fighting outside when Punk jumps John Cena. Basically, he kicks John Cena down. He throws Del Rio on top, and Del Rio gets the win. Then CM Punk picks up John Cena and gives him the go-to-sleep on his car, which looked pretty damn brutal. CM Punk jumps in the car. The car starts to drive away, and the driver sticks his head out the window, and it is none other than Paul Heyman. And that's how Raw goes off the air. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I got a few questions, though, and one of them, I, maybe it was too predictable, that's why they didn't do it, I don't know, but in this Vicky AJ thing, why the hell did, didn't AJ schedule Vicky in a match against the big show or some shit? Or put her in a match with the Diva anyway, I mean, just something to, you know, get back at her besides... Throwing an absolute temper tantrum in the fucking ring like an idiot for 10 minutes. Well, correct me if I'm wrong here, but she's the Raw GM, um, and she's not allowed to touch people. When Vicky Guerrero assaulted her, wouldn't that be grounds for, oh, I don't know, termination? I would think so. Couldn't you just, like, fire her right there on the spot? I mean, 
it's very confusing to me the way this company works, their angles and their storylines. Yeah, she was able to tear up Jericho's contract and get rid of him, but she can't get rid of Vicky. Well, I mean, if I hit my boss, that's grounds for my ass to get fired. Should I just threaten to hit my boss and he fired me? <laughs> yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It's just... It didn't make any sense. I, I I don't know where they're going with AJ. I, I don't know. I don't see that lasting too much longer. I mean, that was one of the things that I scratched my head and went, what the hell? You know, I like the Dolph, or at Dolph Ziggler. I like the CM Punk and Paul Heyman connection. I wonder where that's going to go, because if you remember back to the big pipe bomb where he said, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Well, I think it's it's a way to keep Paul Heyman uh, fresh in everybody's mind. It's also a way to keep Brock Lesnar fresh. When you think about it, you know, Brock came back, he quit. He said he'd done everything he wanted to do, which I still don't understand, considering that, you know, here's a guy who could, you know, legitimate be a contender for a championship. Uh, he beats one guy. He loses to one guy coming back, and he's done everything there is. I mean, how are you going to write him back into the story? What, you're going to have Triple H come back and... and challenge him to a match at survivor series you know the more and more i think about this old brock lesnar situation i can't mm -hmm. help but think how stupid the wwe was for signing him to a contract with a minimum of 35 appearances you know what well, had it been me i'm gonna be real honest had i been the one that said hey brock we want to bring you back here's what i want i'd have still paid him five million for a year but he would have worked five dates a month that's four raws and one fucking pay-per-view that's sixty dates. This? Sixty dates this? in a year. You say you say you wonder how they bring him back. I agree that Heyman is. I'm under the impression that Heyman has, has signed a new deal because uh, he has. He has. Apparently, his deal was expired. He just re-signed at the last appearance he made. I agree with you that that, that he's there to keep Brock fresh in everybody's minds. But now you got to figure out why or well, how. Because Brock left the company, and he well, wants he wants to find someone that he can represent. He no longer, obviously, can represent Brock if he's left the company, but now he can represent the WWE champion, right. CM Punk. What, what, what he can do, if they do this right, and they have to be hush-hush about it, there can't be any pre-pay-per-view advertisement for this. Brock has to come back. Let's see. Brock has to come back at the Royal Rumble. Win the Royal Rumble. Come out on Raw the next night. And... Him and Heyman come out together. And Brock says, I've been the champion. I've been the WWE champion. I've been the world heavyweight champion. Hell, I've even been the UFC champion. These belts don't mean shit to me. What does mean something to me is the streak. And I want the Undertaker. Well, now you're right about two things. He was UFC champion and he was WWE champion, but he was never world champion. Well, either way, I'm just painting a scenario in my head. No, and I'm I not hear the you. Story, and you are, but no, no, I know, but I, I really I, think that 
We're going to see him back. I think that's the back. only way it works. Well, I think they're going to bring him back at Survivor Series. He's going to have another match with Triple H. They didn't resolve oh, this thing for that I very reason. Not. I heard a rumor today going around. Rumor. Rumor. Rumor alert, folks, that Brock and Undertaker isn't a lock for, for, uh, for WrestleMania because oh, sure. right now they don't even know if Taker is going to be in, in ring shape to fight at WrestleMania. He just had a baby. Well, he didn't have a baby. His wife had a baby. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. See, see, my thing with Heyman, though, is I, I like the idea of him being with Punk, but the problem is how do you split that airtime, man, when you got two guys who can talk? I mean, look, Heyman said it himself. I don't know if it was on Twitter or somewhere that Punk doesn't need anybody to talk for him, and he's right. It's not like Brock who's, you know, when you got an IQ of 30, you need somebody to talk for you. But Punk, Well, but that, that just makes him look like the, an even bigger asshole. Knowing that he can talk and won't, and lets Heyman do all the talking for him. Exactly, mm. exactly. You know, it's, it's like Heyman. To, Heyman is his agent now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm he does all the talking. He doesn't have to talk to the to the common people anymore. He's the champ. He's the best in the world. Speak to my representation. And from yeah. that standpoint, it works. Yeah, true. I mean, it's like getting an interview with a with a major celebrity. Only to find out that you've got the agent instead because they don't want to talk to you. Right. Yeah, I get that. It could work. But, I mean, it was like I wasn't sure it was Heyman at first. I had to go back and rewatch Raw because if you if you blinked, you missed it. But clearly, he, he stuck his head out of the car. It was him. So they've got to go somewhere with it. They're not going to ignore it, hopefully. Well, no, th- no they're not going to ignore it. This was the plan. They had a big angle set. For CM Punk. Should they cut half the things they wanted to do that night? Yeah. So, I mean, this is something, this is not a one-off. Like, this is this is a big deal. Could be the start of a faction with Brock and yeah. with Heyman and, you know, and, and CM Punk. So, who knows? You watch. Whatever they do, whatever they do next week on Monday, most of that is what they had planned to do last night, but cut for time constraints. However, they had a 20-minute hug-off and a 15-minute bitch session. Yeah, let me let me say that I have heard a lot of people today think that the Daniel Bryan anger management stuff with Kane is hilarious. I am one of those people that don't agree with that. I don't. I think it's dumber than shit. Uh, it was funny the first time. Well, the only good skit they had with anger management was Kane explaining his life. Right. Yeah, it was that funny was the it. first time. And now it's like, really? You had to go back and you, ended, you went back of your own volition and, you know... You're sitting there. How ironic is it that the teacher only picks on you two motherfuckers to do anything? And can I say <laughs> this? I know. Okay, look. I, I'm going I'm to step out of out of, out of um, I'm going to step out of the fantasy for a second here. Uh-uh. You know, we're doing Don't these. Do we're doing these anger management vignettes, right? These little right. skits. They're not at work. They're at anger management. Vignettes. Would would it kill them to put Daniel Bryan in street clothes and put Kane in street clothes? Sure, he can wear the mask. Sure, absolutely, he has to wear the mask. But right. you know, wouldn't you like to see Kane rocking some fucking you know nice jeans and and a, and a fucking crazy shirt? You know, no. See, I see Kane wearing the acid wash eighties jeans with the with the jean vest and the Oreo Speedwagon T shirt. Yes. That could work. I just, you know, they're in the wrestling gear. It's like, come on, man. Because you know they don't walk around like that in real life 24-7. Yeah, that's... (laughs) 
that didn't even cross my mind. It's just so crazy. You don't even think about shit like it's that. It's like, why do the Simpsons always wear the same fucking clothes? They don't. They have the same clothes, like, multiple in their closets. Mm. It's the same outfit. It's never the same pair of clothes, but it's the same outfit. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm pulling some reality there for you, man. Wanted to let you know how the Simpsons work. I must be the same for a lot of different cartoons, then. Pretty much. Family Guy, same thing. Yep. Yeah. It's true. You got your wish last night, though. Did I? I mean, I'm surprised you're not fucking champagne and cigars for all the boys. We talking about Ray Cara? Yeah. (laughs) You know, people listen to the show. They take the ideas and use them. Now, if Brock comes out in the Royal Rumble and comes out and says, I want Taker, I've already been champion, I want Taker, then you know where that one came from. Yeah, we'll know. But no, I mean, you know, logically, this is the only thing they could do with Rey Mysterio. I mean, the guy comes back from injury, he's hurt again. I mean, what do you do with him? You put him in a tag team with the guy that's supposed to be the next Rey Mysterio so that he can help him become a big superstar. Right. And you pair him together in a tag team. This way, it makes sense on a lot of different levels. Ray can help him with what he needs to learn, uh, possibly even English. And he can also, Sin Cara can take the majority of the ring work if they're in a tag team. And Ray can go in, do his high spots and whatever, and tag Cara out, and they can do their thing. It just makes more sense to have a guy that used to be a former headliner that's on the way out in a tag team to help another guy. And, I mean, it just it, it just magically fits. Now, if, whether they use it the right way or whether it gets fucked up in a month, who knows? But the idea is there, and I hope that they use it. I say drag it out until WrestleMania, and like a week or two before, you have some kind of split up between the two. Didn't we say that last week or a week before oh, yeah. last? You suggested it, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all you need to do is have them run as a tag team. You put the championships on them. They lose the belts in, like, February or maybe even at the Rumble. There's friction between the two of them. Neither one of them is a heel or a face. There's just friction. And they have a match at WrestleMania. And it can be Ray Swan Song. Hell, it could be career versus career for all I care. The bottom line is Ray's got to put Sin Cara over, and that's Ray Swan Song. Yeah, and you mentioned something I hadn't even thought of, and you got a good point. I could see them telling Ray, listen... You're going to tag with this guy for the next few months, but we want you to hang out with him, too. We want you to teach him English, help him cut his promos, because Mysterio's a decent promo. Help him cut his promos, get it down, you know, sort of as a mentor. It it really does work perfectly if they keep him together, and especially they claim they want to, you know, re-up on the tag team division. Well, they're a great freaking tag team. They dress alike. They look alike. It's perfect. But see, you could also add another level to this, too. Uh, with Sankara and Rey Mysterio teaming up, once they do do the split, you know, after they've had the belts for a little bit, so you, you can see a subtle change in Sankara. I got a phone call, I'll be right back. All right. You see a subtle change in Sankara where it's like, you know, yeah, he's a little more cocky than, you know, than he has been in a while. He's dressing a little more flashy. Uh, he's changed up a little bit. And then when they do split up, rather than Sankara cutting the promos, like I said a couple weeks ago, you get this guy an interpreter. His shit don't stink. You talk to his interpreter. See what I'm hmm. saying? And it just adds another level to it. It's just like the UFC where you've got, you know, all the friggin' Brazilians in that company that need a uh, a translator. 
you've got it for Sin Cara, and it works out just fine. I mean, hell, the WWE toured with it when they had the great Kali and, and Runjan Singh. Hell, you could even have Rodriguez do it, have him split from Del Rio somehow. Well, no, because and- no, because then you would be turning Sin Cara heel. As long as as long as Rodriguez is with Del Rio, you can't make that change. Yeah, I guess you could get anybody who knows Spanish and English, maybe a good talker from the Indies, come up and be his. Inter- you know, it would be really cool because I've, I've seen where Mysterio will wear two masks, one under the other. It'd be cool at WrestleMania. Sin Cara gets the win and they shake hands and hug. And Mysterio, even if he has another mask on underneath, even though we all know what he looks like, just takes off his mask and hands it to Sin Cara and just walks out and thanks the fans. And you talk about a passing of the torch, boy. That would be unbelievable. No, I agree. I agree with you. I'm back. Any thoughts on the Ray Cara thing? Oh, I agree with you. I think that's a good idea. Um, could be one of those things where, I mean, I don't know how much longer Ray has. I'm not Ray, but. Well, you know, he's had like 20, 20 fucking surgery. Well, I'm, and I'm rounding up here. He's probably had about 15 surgeries on his knees. Um, I could see them. keeping the two of them together and then you know if they could ever build it correctly I don't know if they can but if they could ever build it correctly you know if they get some tag teams in there that you could get behind or believe in you get Ray and and Kara to finally win the belt and, and, and retain them for a little while and then Ray goes out when Ray's ready to go out, you know, and you make it look like, you know, he was beaten down or whatever. And then Sin Cara comes and saves him and Ray can't go on, cuts his retirement speech. And now you've basically handed all Ray's fans over to Sin Cara. That's an idea, too. I mean, here's another one, too. If if, <laughs> if during this tag team run, Ray gets hurt again, you could always make him the manager for Sin Cara. Yeah. He could be his, his mouthpiece. I mean, there's just there's different ways to look at this, but I think that the two of them working together is gold. I, I mean, yeah. I think the in-ring action alone... It's gold, Jerry. Would, gold. ...would make the tag team division uh, exciting again. You know, especially when you think of guys like Gabriel and Kidd who've hooked up as a tag team. You've got the primetime players, which I'm still not 100% sold on. you still got Kofi and Truth. You missed a good chance to put Daniel Bryan and Kane together last night. You squash all that stupid hug-it-out shit to where they're just going to turn around and start fighting again anyway. You know, where Daniel says, I'm finally starting to understand you, Kane. And, you know, and they kind of have the meeting of the minds, and then they, they start tagging together. Boom, that's a natural tag team right there that you have given us a reason to believe why they're together. They're not just thrown together to be thrown together. Even though they are, they've got a history, a backstory. I think that may still happen. I mean, just because Brian it came with a chair, I could see Kane saying, you know what? You know, I, I respect that you had the guts to do that. Or I have Kane say, you know, one thing I got to say, you're a guy I can't scare. You're a guy who I can't intimidate, and I like that. And maybe that's how you bring the two of them together. Something. 
Just looking at the chat. You missed a a good chance last night. Just looking at the chat room, Anthony Farley even brings up the team of Dalton and Jordan from NXT. Uh, Just a little-known fact, Mike Dalton is actually a guy here locally from uh, from Calgary that trained in Lance Storm School who went under the name Mateus Wild in uh, Prairie Wrestling Alliance. So, uh, you know, he's definitely a gifted kid. I I could see them doing pretty well in the tag team division, especially now that NXT is its kind of own brand. And you've got guys from the main roster showing up on NXT. I, I mean, again, you need a tag team division that encompasses all three brands. If you're gonna, if NXT is its own separate brand, every tag team in the company needs to be held up to those one set of titles. Yeah. You know, so the Ascension might be up one month for a, you know, for a tag uh, title shot, or you might have uh, Dalton and Jordan up. I mean, you need to have all three brands included in the tag team division to really build the division. I agree. Yeah, definitely. So let's see what else happened on Raw that was interesting. Um, what, what do we do? Not, what, what do we not cover? Really, I thought Ziggler and Orton was good. Oh, lights out! Yeah, I guess Orton's going to make a movie. Uh, yeah, he's going to make that cinematic turd of a sequel, Twelve Rounds. <sighs> you know where he plays a paramedic. A man in New York. Shits in a bag. You've got 12 rounds to find out which bag it is. <laughs> I just can't see him as a paramedic, man. That's like... I've separated 12 bags over the city of New York. You've got 12 rounds to find the one with the turd in it. Starting now. In a world where people shit in bags, only one man can save the day. 12 rounds to colostomy bag coming to a theater near you. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I could just see Orton as that guy who, how do you set him up to, to be so, you know, the hero has to have a past. You see him just pounding on a guy's chest. Live, God damn it. Live. And then the guy dies anyway, and that sets the whole shit up. And then he picks him up in arcade. <laughs> the dead body tried to Be right back. He just gives him the RKO and says, wake up, wake up. Oh, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, I don't see him as the paramedic. I mean, if it was a military setting, yeah. No, no, you can't do that. You cannot put him in a military movie. Remember what happened last time? Oh, yeah, true that, true that. This was the guy who had, what, a dishonorable discharge? Yeah, he went AWOL and was uh, dishonorably discharged. Actually spent some time in the brig before he uh, he was discharged. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't they throw your ass in Guantanamo if you do that shit? I don't know about Gu- I don't know about Guantanamo, but they do throw you in the fucking brig. Yeah, I mean that's like fucking treason. They kill motherfuckers for that. You know, it's a big but. offense, man. Big offense. I don't know. I just I again, I wasn't a big fan of the first twelve rounds. I thought it was cheesy as fuck. I mean, again, it's another John Cena movie. You know, I I thought the Marine had some good parts to it. Uh, you know, mainly the acting of other people other than John Cena. I just thought that the plot was uh, ridiculous, but it is what it is. So WWE movies still making money, apparently, or trying to make money. I, I thought that Vince said that when they stopped making a profit off this, they were going to be done. The last time I read any kind of quarterly reports after he said that, their films division was still down. Well, they got Halle Berry now, though. <sighs> that doesn't mean shit. That means nothing. Tell that to the dude backstage. You got to bone Halle Berry. 
pretty sure it wasn't David Otunga. David Otunga used to star in a movie with Halle Berry. That's that's a resume builder right there. I mean, yeah. they would have been better off making a prison movie with Randy Orton. This day's movie, that, that, that what do they have to do with that? Anything? The day they, I think what they did was, uh, from my understanding, it was just they produced it, but no wrestlers actually star in it. Because the, 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 the concept of that movie, The Day, is an identical ripoff, if not, you know, which which came first, the chicken or the egg. But the game that I've been talking about, Day Z, it's the exact same thing. I'm just looking in chat really quick, and uh, I see the Canadian Barbarian has joined us. Just to uh, let you know, I am not a Canadian citizen. Yes, I am a Canadian, a Canadian resident. apologist. <laughs> no, I am a Canadian resident. I do not have citizenship. I have all the rights bestowed upon me by the country of Canada other than voting because I'm not a citizen of this country. Oh, damn. Just want to make sure that we understand that. I'm a resident. What, you, what do they vote on there? Resident. You know, elections like, you know, a prime minister and, you know, uh, What's a like prime that. minister as compared to a president? Uh, that's what it is. Okay. It's a president. But they call it a prime minister, just like in Britain. That's cool. I so mean, yes, you waited I, fucking long enough for I it. waited six and a half years for that privilege. Hopefully, hopefully y'all get your election right. We can't seem to get it right down here. And all it cost me was another $500 to get it done. Finally. So finally, after the $10,000 that I've spent over the last six and a half years to make everything legal and good... I am now officially a Canadian resident who is still an American citizen because I'm not giving up my American citizenship. Yeah, and if you have a severe health problem, you know that within the next two to three years, you'll get looked at. Exactly, exactly. As long as, you know, it's not too serious, I'll be okay. Right. But, you know, I've went the last six and a half years without health care, so I'm okay. But now I'm eligible for health care, so it's all good. Shit, six years, you probably got a freaking resistance built up like Wolverine. Probably nothing could hurt this bastard. <laughs> oh, no, there have been times I thought I was going to die. One of the things that uh, kept me, I guess, when we talked to the immigration people on Thursday last week, one of the big holdups, because usually it takes between three to five years to get this process done. And for me, it was, you know, a good six. Uh, but the holdup was that when they did the first x-rays on me, when I did my first physical, they found uh, a calcified nodule in my lung. Mm. And so they had me test that two or three times to see if it got any bigger because they were telling me I had tuberculosis. And I'm like, no, I don't have TB. I went and got checked three times. And every time they said, no, you don't have TB. But I would get the paperwork back saying, no, you have TB. And the doctors would say, no, you don't have TB. So more of the story, I don't have fucking TB. But I had some sort of infection that calcified over the years and did nothing. Well, shit. Let's hope Abdullah the Butcher doesn't try for Canadian residency. That shit could take 100 years. <laughs> I mean... Oh, man. It's almost like they wanted to make sure it wasn't serious so they didn't have to pay for your health care if it was. That's kind of the way I take it. That is. That, that's exactly what it is. They don't want you sponging off the health care if you have any kind of, like, say I had cancer and I moved here to live off their health care. That's what they want to avoid. Right. Right. 
So, you know. Which I see from those kind of things, too. Yeah. And it does make sense when you think about it. Otherwise, Americans everywhere would be heading to Canada every time they get sick. Yep. Oh, so. if Obama has his way, we're fixing to have that same system here in a few years. We'll see. Yeah. He needs to worry about winning the election first. Oh, he's going to. There's oh, no yeah. doubt in my mind, after the things I've seen on uh, Harmony post on Facebook the last couple of days, as far as Mitt Romney is concerned, he wants to keep America American, which, which means he wants to keep it white, folks. That's the same slogan that the, KK hate, the KKK had. Keep America American. So yeah. he's not even trying to win. He's obviously not looking to get the black vote. He's I don't obviously, consider that being. I don't consider that being against the black people. But again, it was the slogan that the KKK used. So I mean, I guess if you're going to recycle old slogans. I guess that's that's a good one to, to recycle, huh? <laughs> Keep I mean, America with, American. <laughs> I got to admit, I can't say I don't dislike the idea. Wow. My God, Mark Tate. I'm telling you, man. This place is just coming. It's just there's less Americans here every fucking day. Send your hate mail too, Trey. Whatever. Hey, you come to our country. I didn't come to yours. Send your hate mail to WNL Show at Yahoo.com. Care of Trey. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was born here. I was raised here. I have the right to be here. You know. You you don't see me coming to your country. You know, tell me the next time somebody named Bob Smith bombs an Iraqi temple or bombs a, you know, Mexican whatever. You just don't hear about that shit. I kind of get where he's coming from. It's like, I, it has nothing to do with black people. Black well, people are as American to me as I am. Hear me out. And this is something I have, uh, you know, here in Canada as well, not just the States. I feel like this. If you move to my country, you should speak my language. Okay. Exactly. I don't think that, you know, if we have, uh, for example, Mexican immigrants coming in, that I should learn Spanish because you moved to my country. If the overwhelming majority speaks English, then you, as a person from another country, need to learn how to speak said language. And that's something that I have a problem with in the States and here in Canada. Because, you know, it seems like now in schools they want you to, want you to learn Spanish or they want you to learn um, Middle Eastern dialect because there's a lot of Middle Eastern people here. You guys are just missing the whole fucking point. It has nothing to do with black people. Yeah, but the Middle Eastern dialect is real simple. There's only a couple of lines, you know, it's a bomb and duck motherfucker. You've so got a brain chat room. Use it. Think about it so I don't have to come right the fuck out and say it. Well, what's always funny to me is when somebody comes up to me for help, like at my job, and they'll begin speaking to me in another language. And I'll put up my hand and I'll say, excuse me, you know, I'm sorry. I'll try to find someone who, who speaks that. I don't speak that language. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. You see, what I need is, well, if you know English, why didn't you start out with it? <laughs> you know, that's that's. We're we're not being racist here, but I understand where Trey's coming from, where JJ's coming from. You know, like for example, if I moved to the Philippines, which I was born there, if I moved to the Philippines, I expect that I should learn how to speak Filipino. I shouldn't be thinking I'm gonna walk into a restaurant and say, "Okay, uh, I want this, I want that," in English, and then look at me and be like, "Huh?" No. 
I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just common sense. You move to a country that speaks a different language than you do, you need to learn to speak that language in the country that you just moved to. Y'all don't want to hear, I mean, y'all, I don't mean y'all as in JJ and Bronx, I mean y'all as in the listeners, don't want to hear my thoughts on what a president should do in America. I'd, I'd offend so many of you, we wouldn't have a listener race next week. And And I will say this now. I'm glad. I know this this is going to sound unpatriotic of me, but I got to be honest. I'm glad I'm in Canada because I have hated the presidency that Obama has had the last three years. He has run my country into the fucking ground. Now, do I think Romney would do a better job? Absolutely not. This is not political talk radio, but I think it's pretty easy to say at this point that Obama gets another four years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's hard to fight for Romney now, because if he's using that slogan and it is, in fact, a KKK thing, then, yeah, I you'd think somebody in his group of people would go, um, excuse me, sir, um, just on the download, you might want to stop saying that. And here's why. <laughs> now, if he means it for the reasons that he should mean it. You know, then I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, in 2016, why don't the Republicans just get a guy who, you know, and God bless America, Zig Heil, that might work. I mean, they picked the most inept, douchebaggish old man that they can who can't relate to any normal nine to five working guy. And the Republicans have been notorious for this. It, it's true. You know, it wow. seems like that all they care about is Bill Gates, Bloomberg. You know, and I think that's what it is. See, the Democrats have always been good at at least pretending they care about the poor. The Republicans don't even fucking begin to pretend. And who was it? I can't remember who did this, but Harmony was talking about this the other night. What dumbass Republican came out and said that, you know, if you have a, a child out of rape, you aren't really raped because when you're raped, it forces your system to shut down where you can't get pregnant. Oh, I know. I can't remember the what motherfucker. What dumbass? Actually came it was out. The, it, and was said the, that. it was the guy running for the seat for Missouri. That's just ignorant. That's just the most ignorant shit I've ever heard. Like I said, the Republicans are made to look stupid, and unfortunately, the only thing we got going for the Democrats is Obama. So again, he's a shoe in for the next four years. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to turn this into politics news live because if we start talking politics, I'm going to offend a lot of people. Well, it was Aikens, that Aikens douchebag. I can't get his first name. The, the 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 sad thing is, it's more entertaining than talking about wrestling. Well, true. I mean, I'll give you a little taste. I'm for guns. I think we should all have them. I think we should all have plenty of bullets to put in them. Should I think if you walk in my front door, that gives me the right to shoot your ass. Shifty Number says. One. Shifty says we got Hillary. I tell you what, man, I'd have voted for Hillary in a fucking heartbeat. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. But Hillary's, I mean, Hillary's already been president once. Yeah, she did a great job the first eight years she was in. Yeah. See, the problem with Trey's thing is, would I get to have a gun or? I think we should all carry him. I can't have one. I can't yeah. have one here in Canada, which really pisses well, me off. Well, I mean, off. I look at it this way. If the fucking bad guys are going to have them. If the guys that are going to go into theaters on a midnight screening and shoot motherfuckers are going to have them, I should be allowed to have one. Yeah, but I may end up shooting the mailman by mistake. That's the problem. You fucking, I guarantee you this much. 
If I'd have been sitting in that fucking theater when that dude walked in with that fucking gun, it'd have been a whole lot different story in Claremore, Oklahoma than it was in fucking Colorado. Because somebody, if not me, would have shot that motherfucker before he had a chance to kill all them people. And I had it. I mean, I carried a gun for a while. So I, I, I know there's a responsibility that comes with it. But See, by God, if the fucking bad guys and the rapists and the robbers and the killers are going to carry him, the fucking good guys ought to be able to carry him too. Well, see, I would love to have a gun here in Canada. I mean, not necessarily carried around with me everywhere, but I would love to have one of my dad's guns considering the man had an arsenal. My brother took yeah. all those because I couldn't take any with me. Right. You know, had some nice stuff, man, but... Yeah, you'd have never got back across the border. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I would have been detained and fucking imprisoned. You know, I think, and I, I, you know, again, like I said, if we turn this into a political show, we'll lose half our audience, but... I'd make it a whole lot. I'd make it a whole lot more difficult for people to come into this country. I promise you that. I hear you. I mean, if we're gonna, if, 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 I understand that we're the land of the free and all that shit. But you know what? If you come here, by God, you better work and speak my fucking language. And X amount of days, or your ass is going back home. As far as the world is concerned, you know. Everybody wants to call America when they get into fucking squabbles with other countries that they can't get themselves out of. They call America to come in and be the fucking world police. That's not that's fine. That's, that's fine not entirely true, though. America huh? just it, that's not entirely true. America interjects. A lot of people well, don't ask for our the, help on the fights that we don't start and the fights that we don't interject in. A lot of them are other countries, and we come in trying to help them out because yeah. they helped us here or they helped us there. So now we're obligated to help them there. Or help them in this one. You know, it's all bullshit. To me, if you want the American military support and you're in another country, pay for it. Yeah. Pay us. We're, we're so far in fucking debt right now. You pay us. We'll come over there and kick their ass. But then we're going to come back home as soon as it's over with. you got to defend yourself after we're gone. Just like 9-11. 9-12. I'd have been on the fucking TV addressing the fucking nation saying, you know what? 24-hour notice to all you people in Iraq. Get your women and your children out now because in the 25th hour, I'm dropping a fucking bomb that will erase you from the planet. But what did Iraq have to do with uh, with 9-11? Whatever, whatever country it is that we're, we're over there fucking with now because we've been in about three different countries. Right, but I mean, bin Laden was supposedly in Afghanistan. And Iraq had nothing to do with the bombing on 9-11. Okay, then Afghanistan. I'd have called them up. But that's what they wanted to do when this first happened. Bush wanted to jump in and wanted to jump on Iraq. Well, the, the, the first problem is, is that their intelligence was wrong. They, they, we, we attacked the wrong country, apparently. If he was in Afghanistan and we were attacking Iraq, then we were in the wrong place. Well, no, we hit Afghanistan, but he wanted to branch Iraq into the whole thing because he wanted revenge on what Saddam Hussein tried to do to his dad. Saddam Hussein tried to assassinate George Senior. Yeah, well, I and mean, so once Junior, we got, I would, I would have, I, I would, you know, if we've got this, this, this SEAL Team Six, I'd have sent them motherfuckers after uh, what's his nuts uh, before. Um, Saddam? Yeah, Saddam Hussein. I just sent them after him a long time ago. I'm well, see, my, my strategy is a little different. Maybe it hits closer to home with me. We've got nukes, luckily, that are big enough. 
I would have just, in 20 years, you would have gone to school. And little Lexi, congratulations to your daughter, her first day of school. Little Lexi would have went to school and looked at a world map. And where the Middle East used to be, there would just be one of those big radioactive things. And when they asked the teacher, what's that? We would say, well, that's just a place on the planet where you can't go until the radiation's gone in about 10 million years. So what about all the innocent people that live over there that had nothing to do with any of that? What about all 24 hours to get out. What about all the innocent people that went to work on 9-11 and had nothing to do with that shit? Again, so you're going to tell me it's okay to massacre people that had nothing to do with it. I understand what you're saying. There was a terrorist act at 9-11. And really, if you want my views on it, you probably don't, because I still say that George Bush knew about 9-11, that he co-conspirated a lot of shit, because there's a lot of things that don't make fucking sense on that day. Right. But that's just me. Yeah, but did you not see on the night of 9-11 those same innocent civilians were running around the street with American flags on fire, naked and cheering? There were some that were doing that, yes, but not every country in the Middle East was doing that, Bronx. You can't nuke the entire Middle East and expect for all these innocent people to fucking die. It's a good thing you're not running for fucking president. No, but I, I tell you what I would do. I would do the best I could within my presidential abilities to find out where bin Laden was pinpoint me an area and you give those motherfuckers 24 hours to get their fucking women and children and innocent people out of town <laughs> and then you drop a bomb i mean so where are these people going to go trey well you know, they're going to flee their they homes can, because you know it's, it, again like bronx said what about the people who got killed in our fucking towers yeah they were victims you know of a terrorist act but what i'm saying is you don't want them in this. You don't want them in your country. So where the fuck are they supposed to go? Good luck to them. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, just telling you. It's just hypocritical, man. You want them to fucking leave, but you don't care where the fuck they go. You don't want them in your country, though. Well, I mean, not I every Arab out there is a fucking terrorist. I find it hard for them to hoof it over to to, to America. I mean, you have to. You, you have to in a time of war. I better a time of aggravated you know whatever you have security tightened around your borders anyway all right all right but being a little more fair and i know we're getting off on a tangent here jj's right maybe i went too far and and, and he's right but here's what i would have done i would have said all right look i would have combined trey and jj's idea listen you got 24 hours now we know there's some motherfuckers out there who know where bin laden is here's our nuke if he's not in our hands within 24 hours we're dropping it. So if anybody knows where this guy is, you better tell us, and I guarantee. Again, you know, again, you're, you're, you're missing the point. You drop a nuke, and then other countries start dropping nukes, and then we're all fucking dead. That's how it works. When one nuke goes off, another country shoots off their nukes. This other country over here is shooting off their nukes. You're shooting back nukes at them. That's how World War III starts. That's how the end of the world starts. You can't go around saying, I just want to nuke this, and I want to nuke that. Fuck you, I'm nuking you. Doesn't work that way. True, but you could have got together with the other... Uh, forget it. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Forget it. I'm, I'm done with this. It's too controversial for me. <laughs> too controversial for Bronzy. Jesus. Everybody has nukes, folks. Everybody has them. You start dropping them, and they're dropping them, too. Yeah, but we got more, and ours are better. Well, if you want to, like, have fucking 
three fourths of the fucking country gone by nuking everybody. Then hey, hey motherfucker, sure. I saw Men in Black three. I know we've got a fucking halo thing above our country that keeps us from being nuked. Oh God! Oh, God. All right, for, are we done with tomorrow. the raw recap? Are we done? For, what? Forget tomorrow. Did y'all ever see a movie just called The Day After? Yes, I've heard about it. I don't know if I've That's, seen it or not. Uh, that was a brutal fucking movie. Brutal. What would have happened with World War Three? But yeah, I guess we're done with the raw slash political slash international recap. Okay, grades. Just give me a fucking grade. Let's move on. On the presidency or on the raw? On raw that we wow. talked about 30 minutes ago. I'll go first. I'll give it a C. Bronx. Yeah, I'll give it a C as well. Uh, some One or two good matches, but other than that, I'll give it a C. I'm going to go straight up D. Other too than, much shit stretched out. Other than CM Punk and Heyman, um, Ziggler and Orton, you know, I, I thought that the hug it out thing was the gayest thing I've ever seen. If I want to watch something gay, I'd watch, you know, gay porn. But I don't. <laughs> so I don't necessarily want to tune in. Mark Tape. I don't necessarily want to tune into Raw and watch two guys hugging it out, okay? But if I did, I'd probably yeah. want to watch gay porn too. Wow. We've gone from hugging it out. To blowing shit up, to gay porn, all in an hour. You can't fucking buy that kind of entertainment anywhere else. But I will say Miz was good on commentary. Yeah. See, I thought he was just okay. He would have been better had Cole not, you know, I don't know. It was like Cole's mic was louder, maybe. Well, not only that, Cole, who spent a year kissing the Miz's ass. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand. Yeah. Of course, he also started out hating Daniel Bryan, and now he wants to crawl up deep inside him. All you motherfuckers in the chat that want to hug, go watch gay porn and shut the fuck up. Hug stop chatting in my fucking... Stop hugging in my chat room. Stop it. Stop it. I'm banning the hugs, goddammit. Ban them. The Democratic Convention is on TV if you want to... Turn that on while you listen. I'm all over that. Yeah. Let's cut the show. And Talk about your on. homosexual shit on TV. Go for it. I guess I'm going to have to try to look this movie up the day after. I don't think I've seen it. I think I've heard about it. but I think it was a TV movie. It's basically what would happen if World War Three broke out, and it's pretty fucking brutal. And the special effects weren't bad for like a 1970s movie. Uh, I'll try to hook you up, but it's, it's a, definitely a, a movie you need to see. I tell, you, I tell you the best nuclear explosion in a movie ever. For its time. Joe Dirt. No. The best nuclear explosion in a movie. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. The scene where she's having the vision of the future. Mm-hmm. And she's, yeah. you know, her kid's at the park. And, you know, she's in her waitress outfit. And the bomb yeah. goes off. And the buildings start fucking crashing down because of the waves. And... She gets reduced to ash. That is the best fucking explosion I've ever seen as far as nuclear goes. Yeah, and she's holding on to the fence as she's turning into a skeleton and still screaming. Yeah, that, that, I agree with you there. That was sick. So what have we learned? <clears throat> We've learned that man-hugging is like watching gay porn. Okay. That George Bush had an inside track on the happenings of 9-11. That Bronx, that Bronx, given the opportunity, would basically... Uh, nuke the Middle East. That uh, Daniel Bryan and Kane hugged last night on Raw. And that, if I was elected president, I'd turn this back into the Wild West. 
and that uh, Mitt Romney is still using the old KKK um, slogan. Propaganda. So there you go. That's what we've learned in this, uh, this first hour of Wrestling News Live. That's fucking amazing. We're going to get this for free. We're going to change get this for free. We're going to change the name of the show to uh, World News Live. I think. I don't have any problem with that. Just seems like it fits, you know, and gets wrestling out of the moniker. I mean, fuck, if WWE can get wrestling out of their product, why can't we? Yeah, if they got the F out, why can't we get the W out? That's right. Well, America did get the W out, and then the country went to shit. So, I mean, right. put that where you want. Bum, bum, bum. Then we got a black president with no birth certificate. <laughs> oh, shit. If I'm lying, I'm dying. See, I'm, I'm with Trey on that one. Produce a birth certificate. I mean, if we're going to let Obama be the president, why don't you just fucking, you know, make it to where anybody can be the president and then let, hey, let Schwarzenegger John Q, run? If John Q. White guy, the most albino motherfucker, was elected president, I'd want him to have a birth certificate. Has nothing to do with the fact that the dude's black. But see, if, if Schwarzenegger got elected president, then there'd be all the Nazi controversy. He's really a Nazi. That's what people Good would chopper. say. Good chopper. Good evening, my fellow Americans. I'll be back. I don't know. You on know that wrong note, with the Democratic convention. It's on TV. I've been watching it for ten minutes. I ain't seen one cowboy hat. There you go. On that note, we're taking our first commercial break. Thank God. And we're gonna try to bring things back to uh, back to normal. Talk a little news of the week. Wrestling Mazes news actually of the week. got a point in the chat room. The country was shit long before Obama got there. He just made it progressively worse. He just, he just, yeah. I mean, the unemployment rate went through the roof with Obama as president. What does that tell you? The, and what's really bad is the employment rate went through the roof, and, or the unemployment rate went through the roof, and they cut unemployment in most states. But, you know, the last time a Democrat was, uh, was in office was Bill Clinton, and for the eight years he was president, we actually had a pretty good economy. And, yeah. you know, people were working and... Just saying. And it was cool to fuck bitches in freaky ways. Yeah, it was cool to get a blowjob in the fucking White House, in the oral office. Oh, Clinton's my fucking hero. They should have given Clinton him... Was, Clinton 20. was the first black president. Yeah. Clinton was like the best president we've had since Kennedy. Yeah. Well, I'd say Reagan, but... Oh, Reagan Reagan wasn't even running the country that second term. He, George Bush was running shit. He, was, he didn't know his name. Well, you may be right about that. What's my name, Nancy? Nancy, give me some more of that red pussy. All right. So anyway, <laughs> let's get back to normal. We're going to take our first commercial break, come Go back, on. run down some news of the week, sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. I'll be right back, maybe, right after this. So high five. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-T-P, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to J.J. and Trey Wrestling News Live on the S&S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel bad.
WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia. Featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell. Each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. and moments to over 20 classic WWE videos, cinematic cutscenes, and 150 historic photos in over 65 matches. Unlock over 100 items, including bonus characters, arenas, and more as you experience the most revolutionary era in the history of WWE. WWE 13, live the revolution. Order WWE 13 today and play the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson. To be a champion in life, it takes sacrifice, courage, will, and dedication. But in the WWE, who will make the sacrifice? Have the courage the will, and the dedication at WWE Night of Champions. Live Sunday, September 16th, only on pay-per-view.
Daddy Cool Diesel. You're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. All right, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. I was just looking in the chat room and uh, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice that Aki THQ Man asked the question. Has anyone here watched Saturday Morning Slam, the new WWE show? To which I replied, I'm too old for that show. So is my five-year-old. <laughs> I'm not up that early on Saturday. I heard it was a very child-based program. Is it true it's rated G, or is that a joke? Well, heard- with a... With there being a wrestling match, there's always one match, so I, I I don't know. Well, they have it now where you can't do neck breakers on that show. Which wow. means Randy Orton will never be featured on that show. JJ, will you please answer this goddamn question before you grabs me enough? Did you play episode three of Walking Dead yet? I haven't even played episode two of Walking Dead yet, so no. I haven't either. Because, see, here's the thing. I've got this thing called a new computer, and I've been playing the fuck out of Star Wars The Old Republic. And I haven't played my Xbox 360 in like three months. Haven't right. played my PS3 since I bought it either. I think I played Infamous one night for like 30 minutes with my brother. That's it. Everything else has been on the computer. Oh, yeah, JJ, I put a link on your Facebook, dude. I can't remember what it's called, but there is this program you can get that supposedly lets you use an Xbox controller in any game you want, any PC game. I, I, use, it, I use it to play Days. DayZ. It, yeah, it, some games don't like it. Some games it just doesn't like. With Max Payne, it's hard to get it to work with a controller. But see, here's the thing. If it was a shooter, I could see using a controller. But with that particular game, it's kind of hard to use a stationary controller when you've got so many buttons and stuff you've got to be pushing. It just makes more sense when you're playing the Old Republic to use the computer uh, keyboard and the mouse. Yeah, same with World of Warcraft. Yeah, so... I appreciate the effort, but trust me, when I when I tell you that it's just not feasible, it's not feasible. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to tell my little girl goodnight because she came down to tell me goodnight. Well, you do that. Okay. <laughs> she has school tomorrow. Got to go to bed. Got to go to bed. Man, I used to hate that when I was a kid, two months of going to bed whenever I wanted to. And then, you know, school. I never had that luxury. Well. I, Even in the summertime... My ass was in bed by 11 o'clock. Yeah, but you could always do that shit where you went under the sheet with a flashlight and read a book or something. Nobody, no kid ever goes to sleep. when No, I always had a radio. I'd always listen to sports radio. <laughs> always. Even, kid, huh? Even when I was a kid. Yeah. I, like, I come home from work now, sometimes at 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning, and I will turn on... Depending on what season we're in, if we're in baseball season, I listen to St. Louis sports radio in the mornings. And when we're in football season, I listen to uh, Kansas City sports radio on the Internet. Hey, guys, Lexi wants to say something to everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. They said good night. Get ready for school. All right, go to bed. Give me kisses. Come on. Time to break out your crayons and your pencils. Picture okay? pages, picture pages, all right, have picture pages, and some jello pudding. All right, Lexi is off to bed. You hope. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> she better be. She's on the phase, she's on the phase one of the sleeping process. She was so excited this morning. It was it was devastating for me because it was the first day of school. Right. Once you have kids, man, it completely changes your life. You know, you, you think you know, yeah, you're not going to get emotionally <laughs> attached like that. You're not going to get upset when you take her to school, but you know, you're dropping her off for that first time, and all those kids are there, and you look around, and all the parents are kind of weepy eyed, and you know, it, it hits you. You'd be like Big Daddy. You know what's cool? You who's cool. You know what's not cool? Marijuana. <laughs> I can't wait till he reproduces. I, re- I really, I, I weep for the future when Trey reproduces. It's going to be fun. Good you know time. what else is cool? Rumpelstiltskin. Rum? No, not rum. You been drinking rum? You hooked on the rum? No? All right. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, talk about some... News of the week, sponsored by our good friends over at uh, wrestling-online.com, because we got a couple of news bits we need to talk about. Just a couple. Mm-hmm. You might have heard about them. Excuse me! Excuse me! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now the news. Now, JJ, I gotta, I gotta, for you, now that Lexi's in school, they're gonna have, like, days where you're supposed to bring snacks. I just want to let you know, I recommend Mountain Dew and Cheetos. Oh, you want me to treat the next generation right? Let's just get it out there and start about on the right foot. Mountain Dew and Cheetos. I'll, uh, I'll and cigarettes. If you're going to get them cigarettes, start them out with lights. I'll try to remember that. Okay. Well, our first news story is kind of interesting. Uh, as you may well know, if you've been a wrestling fan for the last, you know, I don't know, six years, you might know that WWE has been in decline because of someone running for the Senate. Well, apparently Linda McMahon is leading for her Senate seat in the polls. Mm-hmm. I shit you not. She is ahead of her rival, Christopher Murphy, leading 49% to 46%. I wonder if she's at the Democratic Convention right now. She leads 54% to 42% among men voters, although she's looking at the women battle 50% to 46%. Wow. Yeah, but she's running as a Republican, correct? Yes. Ah. Oh, she is? She is mm-hmm. running as a Republican, yes. Damn, all this time I thought she was a Democrat. Nope, she's a Republican. Man, it may have close. You know, it, it, you, you put in that margin of error of like 1.5%, they always tell you. It's going to be close. Who knows? She might do it. It is very possible, folks. Very possible. Uh, a story that happened last week on Monday Night Raw. CM Punk apparently bladed himself on Raw. Mm-hmm. Took to Twitter to talk about it. Claimed on Twitter he ended up paying a $500,000 fine for blading on Raw last Monday night. Also paying referee Charles Robinson's fine for apparently being an accomplice. The WWE champion posted a pic on his Twitter showing the eight staples which were needed to close the gash on his head after the show was over. Quote, I paid Charles Robinson's fine. Res- hashtag respect, he wrote. And yes, I have more power than you could possibly imagine. 500k fine 
Drop in the bucket, bucket of blood. One CM Punk hater came back saying he wished the cut was across his jugular instead. Wow. That's harsh. That, that is pretty harsh. Something else that happened last week that we, we, we touched on briefly. Brodus Clay dancer Cameron, also member of the Tough Enough roster, was arrested for a DUI. Apparently, she when she was arrested, she didn't tell the officers that she worked for the WWE. This dumb and dumb. Didn't inform management in the WWE that she had been arrested for said offense. And was apparently sent home from the Australian tour this past week. We've recently found out over the last couple of days that she has been uh, suspended for 15 days after getting a DUI and allegedly trying to bribe the police officers. Now, the rumor is that if they do try to uh, add on another charge for attempted bribery, that uh, further action could happen by the WWE. On a personal note, Abraham Washington was fired for saying something on Twitter and obviously making a uh, 10-year-old rape joke on Monday Night Raw. He wasn't out getting drunk. He wasn't out driving, endangering the lives of himself and other people. Fired when this bitch gets a 15-day suspension. What the fuck, WWE? For trying to bribe a police officer and told him that she worked for a company that would not take kindly to her being arrested. She must be sucking some major dick backstage. Well, I mean, what did she try to bribe him with? $10,000. Really? She said, I, don't take me to jail. I'll pay you $10,000. If the yeah. bitch can afford a $10,000 fine, she can't fucking call a cab? No, that, that's, that's serious. I mean, n- not just driving while intoxicated, but you try to bribe a fucking cop. I mean, that's like, and not only that, I agree, the punishment is bullshit but still man you know it's not like getting sent home from school you get to you you, well you're in australia go home uh okay that's a ride you know i mean it's like she should be fucking fired yeah she should be a 15 day suspension are you fucking kidding me they should have fired her the minute they found out i mean for the dui i mean they've let people slide with that before you know what was it jimmy uso or jay uso i don't remember which one uh a rise gotten away with that shit but here's the thing when you don't tell the company you work for that you got arrested and it puts a black eye on them and then they find out that you allegedly tried to bribe your way out of it, that is a fucking fireable offense if I've ever heard of one. WWE needs to start bonding motherfuckers like they do at my job. Where, like, if I get arrested, my job is notified immediately. And That's what they might need to do. And to top it all off, this bitch went and got in Stone Cold Steve Austin's face and said she was the only member of Tough Enough that was on the main roster. And this was just prior to getting the DUI. We're talking like days. So she got in Steve Austin's face like, ah, I'm a member of the, the Raw roster. Fire this bitch. What? You got pulled over drunk? What? Bribe the police officer? What? 15-day suspension? What? Send home what? <laughs> I just, you know, on a personal level, uh, this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Why she has a job, I'll never understand. But to fire Abraham Washington for not doing anything and endangering anybody's lives? Come yeah, on. If, uh, I'm sorry. 
No, I'm seriously, come on. It's okay to fucking drink and drive and to bribe police. But don't fucking make a fucking quote on Twitter about Linda McMahon. Don't say you wanted to win the election. Because that's taboo, folks. It's not like fucking putting shit out on Twitter is fucking endangering people's lives while you're out drinking and driving. This company just pisses me off more and more each week. Unbelievable. I agree. I mean, you want to talk about something that could come back to bite Linda in the ass. I mean, you know, how do you, um, uh, Mrs. McMahon, how do you justify that a company you were COO of 10 years ago is still allowing an alcoholic DUI trying to bribe a police officer to still work? And you you see Linda come out. Well, she's hot and A.W. wasn't. Oh, okay. (laughs) What other reason is there? I don't know. I don't know, but um, on a positive note, I do want to uh, congratulate The Undertaker and Michelle McCool on the birth of their new daughter. Take her head of baby. On August 28th, their first child together was born. This is the fourth child for The Undertaker. Um, The little girl's name is now Kia Faith. Undertaker has previous children. He has a son named Gunner from his first marriage. Two daughters. Uh, no, but you know what? I can almost see that that likeness. <laughs> so as you said that, I thought, holy shit, that's Taker's kid. Yeah. He has a son, Gunner, from his first marriage, two daughters, Chasey and Grace, from his second marriage. His kids are aged 19, 10, and 7. Gunner, his eldest son, tweeted a message announcing the arrival of his sister. Welcome to the world, Kia Faith Calloway, my new little sis. Hashtag fourth time strong. He wrote congratulations to the couple. So, you know what? Congrats to The Undertaker, Michelle McCool. I think that's awesome. I just want to congratulate the Undertaker on fucking Michelle McCool. <laughs> he's been doing that for a while. Yeah, but now he's got proof. Now, yeah, not only that, you know he's going to start trying on that second one as soon as possible. Yeah, if, they're already trying. If you tuned into the first segment tonight on uh, what used to be called Wrestling News Live, <laughs> we were talking about. Uh, Politics. We were talking about Republicans, Democrats, uh, you, nuking people, you name it. We talked about it. Uh, apparently, uh, adding more humiliation to the Republican National Convention, Hulk Hogan dropped by. Oh, God. Brother. Brother. That says it all. You know you're not winning the presidency when Hulk Hogan's running with you. That's just not going to happen. I'd rather seen Hogan up there doing the Hogan shtick than fucking Clint Eastwood. Oh, God. What was that about? I love Clint Eastwood, but I was like, Jesus Christ, Clint, what were you thinking? Well, I'm going to talk to this I think Vicky was trying to copy that on Raw this week. That's exactly what Vicky was trying to do, and it, it was awful. It was just like a joke. It wasn't even funny. I, I know can't what say thinking. that on TV. I can't say that either. Shut up. I can't say that either. What? Who are you talking to, old man? Little Jimmy? I know what you're thinking. Was it a Democrat or Republican? Say it with me. Go ahead, punks. Make my day. Do you feel lucky at the polls, punk? Change my diaper. Wow. Um, here's a bit of TNA news that I'm, I'm, oh, a, I'm, a, little, I'm a little pissed off about this. i got to be honest. I mean, you know, I, I don't watch TNA on a regular basis. And, you know, every time I do watch it, it just tunes to the fact that I, that's the reason I don't watch it. But, um, Devon has officially left the company. No longer a part of Impact Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I'm okay with Devon leaving if that's what he wants to do. My problem is that this company didn't have the foresight to take the television championship off Devon before he mm-hmm. departed the company. Now there's talk that they're going to discontinue the belt. If you read on the mm-hmm. Facebook SNS page, you'll completely understand my comments and remarks. I think it's incredibly stupid to get rid of a title uh, that you could have decent feuds with and that mid-card guys who aren't in the world title picture could feud over. I mean, if you remember back in the day when WCW had a television title, you know, some of, some of the greats came out of that. You know, Booker T got, you know, cut his teeth in singles action over the television championship. The best of seven with Chris Benoit, for example. Uh, you know, Arn Anderson was a phenomenal television champion. So was Lord Steven Regal. Then you look at ECW, who also had a uh, television championship, and RVD. RVD was champion for almost two years and was yeah, considered. This was, this was heavily discussed on TNA chat on Thursday. Yeah. So I just, I think it's stupid. I think it's ridiculous that you're going to get rid of the television championship, but yet keep the knockouts title, which does dick all. You don't even have or enough. the knockout tag team titles. Well, there you go. Well, that's what I meant. The knockout tag team titles. You don't have enough women in that division to even have a, a tag team title belt. And that right now is currently held by a woman and a man. I just, you know, this company with me will always be one step forward, three steps back. No matter how good the in-ring talent is or the guys they have in the locker room and the gals that go out there and bust their ass night after night, until this company gets someone in management who fucking knows what they're doing, they're never going to get anywhere, and it fucking sickens me. I, I, I said that to you last night. They are great right now in the ring. Their in-ring product is hands down more entertaining to watch. Their storylines are more, more adult-driven, so maybe that's why they cater to me a lot more than WWE does right now. So I give them the, the, the pass on that and the, and the thumbs up on their storylines. Um, you know, Everything that goes on in that two-hour block of programming is pretty damn good. However, that's just one side of the wrestling business and the business side of the wrestling business they are failing at horribly from advertising to management I, I think it's blocking the show too you know you announce that you're going to defend this title every week and then it's almost like the writers you know you got to remember minus commercials what do we got an hour 40 minutes where the writers are saying, wow, we got to fit a TV title in when we got all this other shit going on. Oh, they shouldn't have announced that then. Right. That's what I think happened. I think they, quote unquote, blocked themselves into a corner because they just don't have enough time. If you had two shows a week or three hours a week, it'd be no problem. But you got to remember, I'm not defending them. I agree with both of you. It was a stupid mistake. But... They only have two hours to work with, so you have to be careful. Okay, okay. Did Hulk Hogan not come out on TV and say, well, brother, this championship's going to be defended every week? If you're going to go through the... If you're going to, like, waste airtime and say shit like that, what's wrong with having a title match every week? I mean, do you think people tune in to watch title matches? I mean, back in the day when you used to have a title match, it used to fascinate me. I mean, you have two hours, yes. That means you get rid of some of the stupid angles that you do, and you fucking have a title match. doesn't matter if it's five, ten minutes long. You have a fucking title match. That's what that title is about. You are the champion of their TV show. You defend it every fucking show. I don't understand that argument. That They're blocked wrong. 
there's a lot of things you could take out and fucking put in a championship match. Yeah, true. True, but I'm I'm saying I don't think they're blocked wrong. I just don't think they have enough time to block. Really? That, so how many aces and eights segments do you need in a fucking two-hour show? Two. Yeah. Two would be fine, but... So, see, your argument of not being blocked right? You've got time to block right. It's just the people that are there don't know what the fuck they're doing. And that's not being malicious. It's just the truth. Right. I'm talking from a business standpoint. From a business standpoint, they are hurting badly. Yeah, Thursday night college football didn't help last week. Well, again... <laughs> Until the advertising changes there, nothing's gonna change. I'm not, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna fucking get to that. You're beating a dead horse with that one. Uh, Speaking I'm telling you. Since we're still on the on the on the TNA talk here, uh apparently the TNA world championship was stolen and then later recovered. <laughs> this is a comical story, I gotta admit. Uh, TMZ.com is a story about the TNA world title, which was stolen on August 18th in Ottawa, Iowa, after a stagehand left it unguarded while he was unloading the truck for a non-televised show. The title, carrying an estimated cost of $6,000, was stolen along with its $400 replica by two individuals who were later caught because they didn't realize there was a surveillance camera watching their moves. Duh. Fucking dumbass. The suspects are 33-year-old Joel Luke. You are a dumb son of a bitch. And 39-year-old Forrest Jameson. You too, sir, are a dumb son of a bitch. The what are you going to do arrested. with the motherfucker after you steal it? I know. You're going to put it on Facebook and say, look, I got the TNA World Championship. Fuck me. you put it on Craigslist? you going to sell it at a pawn shop? Yeah, maybe Wait, they what? thought they'd get some beer, man. I don't know. The well, two. See, when I think of crime, I mean, Ottawa is like, oh, my God. I mean, that's like crime city. So you got to be careful when you go out there. I'm telling you, man, but uh, the suspects, like I said, Joel Luke and Forrest Jameson, they were arrested on Wednesday but posted bail and were released. Luke was charged with second-degree theft, and Jameson was charged as an accessory. Both titles were returned to the company. Can I say something racist? <laughs> what? The real reason that a Barack Obama was voted in as president is on TV right now. His hot wife. Wow. Actually, I'm telling you. the only reason he was elected president was because of Oprah fucking Winfrey. Probably. Now, that's a woman that can run for president and win. Speaking of women, Rosa Mendez is back after her recent domestic violence incident. So congrats to her. Hope everything works out for her. If you recall, she was battered by her... Uh, boyfriend Jackson Andrews who you might remember as the bodyguard for Tyson Kidd for like that one week on Raw last year who not only was battering and dating Rosa Mendez but was also living with another woman for about six years did you ever know that you're my hero so all I could say about Jackson Andrews is that was rather big of him do you think you know what I think Barack Obama is the only president that really fucks his wife at the White House. Was I the only one that got that joke? I guess so. I must have missed it. <laughs> I used to catch all your jokes. What'd you, what was it? I said, I guess that makes Jackson Andrews, uh, 
what was it, big of him? You know, like bigamy? Because he was with okay. one chick and then, you know, fucking the other chick too. Because he was he was living with another one, had a house with another one, right? But was doing Rosa Mendez as well. And neither one of them knew about the other. That's what we call bigamy, folks. Were they living in Utah? They might have been. They could have been sister right, wives you know. for all I fucking know. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> just saying. I'm just too busy staring at Michelle Obama. She looks pretty good. And in case you didn't know, back to the Hulkster, he has opened a beach shop in Clearwater, Florida. A beach shop? Happened this past weekend, Clearwater Pelican Walk Plaza. The shop will be selling tons of Hulk Hogan merchandise with wrestlers scheduled to appear for autograph signings. Hogan will be helped by his wife, Jennifer, and daughter, Brooke, to run the shop along with his longtime friend and manager, Jimmy Hart. Pelican Walk Plaza property manager, Mike Bunos, hopes that Hogan's arrival in the area will see an increase of traffic. You think? All right. We're going to get ready for Renaissance Center. Roller. Do they have rides on that boardwalk? Like, is it like Seaside here where they have rides? Because you could, you could bring Nick in and just have a night driving with Nick where you pay like 10 bucks for a ticket and he just drives you around for like They've two got hours. that. It's called bumper cars. Yeah, true. But, I mean, you take it to a whole new level when Nick is involved. I mean, you you bump motherfuckers off bridges, put motherfuckers in comas. I mean, it's it's bumper cars extreme, brother. Brother. Uh, also, another TNA, uh, TNA TED bit to discuss. They are producing a reality show for UK TV. Those of you that might follow Crelly on Twitter or Facebook know what this is about. Why am I not surprised? Crelly's got something to do with this shit. TNA President Dixie Carter made a video appearance at the TNA London fan party and announced there will be a new TNA show just for the United Kingdom. Carter said the show is called Boot Camp. It will start in December of this year and will air on Challenge TV, the home of TNA television in the UK. The show will be similar to what the Tough Enough is for the WWE, with British wrestlers wrestling their way to win a TNA contract. As most of you know, our, uh, our good friend Chris Kelly was recently uh, photographed with the Blossom Twins, who will be a part of this reality show. Just one one restrained, uh, what is it? Uh, restraining order. Restraining order in the works for Crelly from the Blossom Twins. So I said on his Facebook page, I said, that's it, Crelly. Get him to put a restraining order on you now so when they make it to the big time, they know how big of a creep you really are. <sighs> See, I see this doing well, though. And I know that may sound funny, but TNA is over in the fucking UK. I can see this get it, getting halfway decent ratings over there. I'm serious. You're absolutely right. We eat our crackers, our crumpets, while we watch TNA We'll UK. watch this in the sitting room with our peckers out. We got to get Crelly some training. Trey, you, you got to get in touch with Kevin Nash or Sean, and we got to just get Crelly trained and enter, enter him in this shit. I mean, the bar fights, apparently. Yeah, he's into bar fights now. What the fuck? He's been working for the SNS Network for, what, two years now? He thinks he's a badass? No! Crilly thinks he's a badass! Ooh! <laughs> oh, God. Back to the news. In case you, it, sister. In case you missed it from the chat room earlier, this is a very, very heavily... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, anticipated news bit. Yes, anticipated news bit. 
that caused somebody to get booted out of the chat room and banned off my fucking Twitter page or off by Skype line. Stars and Stripes finale aired, and Eve Torres has won. That's right. And I watched this, so I can tell you right now that she earned it. She kicked ass. And if you uh, ever get a chance to date Miss Torres, don't cheat on her and don't let her have a pistol because she will shoot your ass. Wow. That bitch is one crack shot with a fucking pistol, dude. I'm not kidding you. She was better than every guy on there with a the pistol. She was praised by General Wesley Clark for her amazing shooting capabilities and was paired with former Army Green Beret Grady Powell. And she looked good the whole damn time, too. Man, even when she didn't have makeup on and was just doing drills, she is naturally a beautiful woman. And according to this story, she she was, uh, she was had such good chemistry with Grady that uh, some of the hosts were pointing out that they look like a couple. So maybe you, we'll... I'll guarantee you. If they're not dating, they will be soon. So, congratulations to Eve Torres. I also heard uh, a rumor. Congratulations to Grady. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I also heard a rumor regarding the Divas Championship at Night of Champions. As you know, Caitlin won a battle royal, but uh, from everything I've heard over the Wasn't last 24 to. hours, she was not supposed to win that. Eve Torres was supposed to win, but there was a botched uh, series of moves that basically eliminated Eve but now that she's won Stars and Stripes, I bet you anything, she gets put in the title match at Night of Champions. She'll be getting that title very soon, folks. See, I call bullshit on this where they say she was meant to win that title. I think maybe this, I, I don't know. WWE, I think, would never do that. They would rather do something stupid and have the finish be what they wanted whether somehow Vicky comes out or something and puts her back in the ring. I kind of think that now with the popularity of this show, they've decided maybe she should have the title, but I call bullshit on that. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what happened. I think Caitlin was supposed to win, but now that Eve Torres has won this thing, I think that they're in line for a push for her, and they're saying that, oh, well, she was supposed to win. I'm calling bullshit right there with you, but that's the way WWE does their business, man. It's how it happens, my friend. Uh, here's an interesting news story to finish things up. All right. We haven't seen The Rock in the WWE for a while, have we? As everybody we knows, what he's cooking. As everybody knows, The Rock's out making movies. I think he's working on the, uh, the set of Fast 6 right now. And while he was working on the set of Fast 6, he foiled a burglary attempt on the movie set. Mm. You heard me right. The Rock foiling robberies in real life. British tabloid newspaper The Sun has a story about Dwayne The Rock Johnson stopping two, hitted, two hooded burglars as they tried to steal equipment from the set of his latest movie, Fast and Furious 6 in England. Apparently, according to The Sun, the former WWE champion charged at the two while he was wearing his diplomatic security service agent gear. He was in the middle of a scene when he noticed the burglary was about to happen. Now the crew are joking they should drop security and just have The Rock do it, said a source from the set of the movie. You can see the photo of The Rock decked out in his DSS gear on set over at wrestling-online.com. And the new rumor that follows that one is that TNA tried to hire him to protect their title when they're doing house shows. Hey, The Rock kicking that ass. Man, it just justifies being a Rock fan. It's nice to know that in real life, 
he's, he's a badass. Rapper. Yeah. Just, I mean, j- just wait in eight years when he's doing the Barack Obama story as Barack Obama. Oh, my God. And he'd do it well. I guarantee goddamn you he'd play that role to the T. Barack as Barack Obama. Do you smell what Barack is cooking? I still think that movie's set for Will Smith when Will Smith gets a little older. Oh, no. Rock's got it. They'll give it to Rock. Yeah, no, but be better. what is it? Barack Obama, his life on steroids? Because Barack's not big enough to but, rock. But Will, away. Will's too dark. Oh, my God. I didn't even say that shit. Damn you. <laughs> He's too dark. I apologize. <laughs> that was almost slavish. That was almost <laughs> slavish. All right. Well, I got a jack here to try to lift this train and put it back on track. I'll keep trying. It's wow. been derailed. <laughs> and and what, what do you mean the rock's too big? Have you ever seen him like slim down for movies? Remember Have when he left? Have you seen the picture of him flexing with the fan on the movie set? Yes. Holy fuck, it's like somebody popped an inner tube up his ass and let all the air out. Well, he's bigger now than he ever was when he was in the WWE. I mean, seriously, you go back and look at him when he was 275 before he was the WWE champion. When he was the Intercontinental champion, he the was Brock big. says, I'm just going to lay the smack down on Romney and stomp his candy ass. Oh. I don't know. Who would you rather see? Mr. President, don't you worry about my birth certificate, jabroni. Let's see. Would I picture... The Barack Obama story to be. Let me cut the music. What I picture the Barack Obama story with The Rock to be is that in the second term he's going to get, there's some kind of a big war. You know, it'd be like Air Force One with Harrison Ford with The Rock. Or like, or like uh, Judgment Day. Yes. Yeah. Where the president used to be a former Air Force pilot, so he gets back in the plane to help fight. You know, it could be like an old Schwarzenegger movie where he makes all these bad puns as he's killing people. <laughs> you know, I can see it now. In the year 2012, the president of the United States of America, Barack Obama, let's go live to the Democratic National Convention. Excuse me, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President. Yeah, you jabroni. Mr. President, I have a question. What's your question? Do you think it doesn't matter what your question is? No, the only way I'd watch that movie is if you have Steve Austin as a reporter. You said you're going to lower unemployment, boy. What? Lower taxes. What? Get us out of Iraq. What? End the war. What? What do you got to say, some bitch? And then just have The Rock respond. That would be awesome. The Rock says this, Jabroni. When The Rock says he wants to veto a bill, The Rock wants to veto a bill. Mr. President, um, there now was a... excuse The Rock, I'm going to go fuck my hot wife in the Oval Office. <laughs> Anybody want to impeach me? I fuck her in the SmackDown Hotel. I will <laughs> check her directly into The Rock's bed and lay it the smacketh down on her all night long. She wants to talk to the President Strudel? So and then you'll, here is the presidential strudel. And then you'll have John Cena. Uh, President, you only bring it every four years. I'm here every day. I run for election every goddamn day, but you only do it every four years via satellite. 
uh, Halle Berry will play Michelle because her, yeah. new, her movie with Otunga will be such a success. She'll be dying to jump at the chance to do another WWE film. But I, I think I think The Rock as Barack Obama in a movie would, would be epic. I mean, because that would be like the most action-packed movie Barack Obama would ever be in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just... I mean, Will Smith might be good for the serious acting. I just, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to even make Will Smith's ears bigger for him to be Barack Obama. Bill Clinton played that's by dude Because dude's got Dumbo ears as it is. But he'd need him about three times bigger to be Barack Obama. Could wow. be interesting. Could be interesting. That's just my two cents on it. But that was all your news stories brought to you, of course, by wrestling-online.com. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter... Please do. I'm it's sure free. we asked us to quit mentioning them and all this tomfoolery. Probably. Please do sign up for the newsletter. It's going out to over 27,000 other subscribers on a weekly basis, sometimes three to four times a week. So Romney can be played by Tom Brady. Tom Brady? Sure. Nope. Well, we just have a whole cast of wrestlers. Fuck it. That could work. On that note, we're going to take our next commercial break, come back, take some phone calls, read some emails, and get the fuck out of Dodge. Sounds like a plan. Before we get canceled. (laughs) Yeah. Are we still on? Uh, For now. For the moment. Well, that said, guys, we'll be right back with more World News Live. This is Vince Russo. You're listening to Wrestling News Live from the SNS Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, triple W dot headlocks to headlines dot com. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, okay, I, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think. That his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. 
Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlockSandlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Rima Fatih. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wrestling Radio Tips on how to host your very own wrestling radio show. Wrestling Radio Tip 101, take listener phone calls. Here's how it works. You set up a phone line, and when a listener calls in, you answer just like this. All right, let's, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live, who's this? What? Welcome to Wrestling News Live, who's this? What? Welcome to Wrestling News Live, who's this? Okay. <laughs> I I don't really follow Hulk Hogan because I, I just kind of find him up to be a, a washed up douchebag. The skeet 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 skeet. Yeah. It's it, it's it's been booming in the warehouse with with Sincata just starting in WWE. The t-shirts and the mask have been up in the sky. Of, you know, so your tennis shoes are in the side. I throw a hoodie to hold up on them. All you have to wait for the shoelaces to come in. In the bottom soul. What? 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 Okay. Well, what you gonna do, brother? Well, I just take off my shirt. Yeah. Say my prayers. Eat my vitamins. Yeah. Say no to the holy God. And I'm gonna go after you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do when the two-inch pythons run wild on you? <laughs> Bye, little.
Hey everyone, this is your hardcore country knockout, Mickey James, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Hey now, listen up, I'm not the kind of girl that ever gives up. If anybody tries to bring me down, they'll be picking themselves up off the ground, cause my all right, we're back here, Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, as always, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy. we got the ocean going off in the background. I feel like I'm on the coast somewhere. It's kind of cool. But uh, we are back for another crazy edition, uh, you know, a train wreck edition of Wrestling News Live. But when this show doesn't go off the tracks, it's just never a good show. So with that being said, I am joined, of course, by uh, the founder and host of Wrestling News Live, the Trey Dog. And the uh, third wing of the tripod, the third leg of the tripod, the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. You'll miss us when you'll miss us when we're gone. I don't know, man. There just there's some things you don't miss when they're gone. No, but if we weren't doing this, then they'd miss us. Um, I do want to say that we're opening up the phone lines right now. We'll take a few calls before we get out of here. Uh, Just check the emails. We got nothing. So. No emails tonight, but you can call us at 501-588-7957, or you can call toll-free at 888-890-9618. Again, if you want that number, if you're in the chat room, just look above the chat room. It's right there. It's 888-890-9618. And that, of course, is for the USA only. If you're in another country, don't bother calling it because it won't come through. Now, that's so I did, I, I did something exciting today. What you did? I finally broke down and purchased DirecTV. I only did it, though, for the NFL package. So I'll have the NFL Sunday ticket starting Thursday. Hey, Trey. Not to cut yeah. you off on, on your current train of thought. Yeah. But we're just talking about, you know, who would play Michelle Obama in the, the Barack Obama movie. Right. Have you ever seen Aliens vs. Predator, the first one? No. Yeah. Remember I the, know where you're going. You remember, I'm watching this right now. It's on TV. Remember that hot little bitch that was in that movie? She was also on Nip Tuck for, like, season four. Never watched that either. Oh, she's fucking hot, dude. JJ, the chick who basically built up, like, a respect. For the ale, uh, for the predator at the end. Yeah, she survives. She's the only one that survives. Oh, I love the, the second one was the drizzling shits, but the first one was fucking. Oh, I disagree. I like the second one. I like the fact that you had one predator going around. And spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the movie, I like that he was cleaning up the mess from the uh, from the crash and was taking those motherfuckers. I wasn't crazy about the predator alien hybrid. I thought they could have done better with that, but. I actually like that movie. I didn't have a problem with it. I was never into Predator and Alien. Predator's my favorite fucking alien, okay? Oh, hell yeah. Predator's a badass, man. Like, that's one alien race you wouldn't want to fuck with. No, I saw the movie The Predator. I wish Predator was in the Star Wars universe, because those are some bad motherfuckers. Well, my uncle made me watch the first Predator when I was about 10, and it fucked me up, because 
even though you didn't see him throughout most of the movie, I was you were sitting there and just heard that sound he made and seeing it in infrared. You were like, what the fuck is this thing? And then you had that great line by fucking Schwarzenegger. What the fuck are you? Oh, that was classic. Jesse Ventura, I ain't got no time to bleed. Oh, time man, to duck. Love that movie. Yeah, well, the original Predator I liked. I actually liked the... Um the rebooted uh, Predators that they did with Adrian Brody and um, who else was in that? Danny Trejo oh, was in that one. Chick, the black chick from Love and Basketball. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah, she's fucking hot. She'd be great. She looks just like her. I think the hottest black chick on the planet is Gabrielle Union, though. So. Oh, yeah. She's pretty hot, too. I used to. I Gabrielle from... Union and uh, what's her name from Friday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, Gabrielle Union, absolutely. I think she's hot. God damn, Gabrielle Union make make me do things I couldn't tell my friends about. I loved her in fucking uh, Bring It On. Yeah, and Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two, but more so Bring It On. Nia Long, yeah. Nia Long does it for me. Anyway, those, those are just some thoughts on the Barack Obama movie. You know, why not? Anyway, I was saying I got uh, Direct TV today, and it blows me away because. I didn't sign up for anything. I didn't, you know, open an email and put my phone number in anything, but they called me. And I was sitting here at the computer and working on Fantasy Football League stuff, and the uh, phone rang, and it was a 1-800 number, so I thought, what the fuck, and I answered it, and it was some dude offering me direct TV. 150 channels, plus the NFL Sunday ticket, plus 800 on-demand movies that I could watch at any time, Stars, Showtime, Encore, and HBO for three months, and then I added, for $7, I added the Fox Sports Package so I can now finally, after two years or three years of being back from Missouri, I finally can get... Fox Sports Midwest, which is the Cardinal channel that plays all the Cardinal baseball games. Because, see, the only way to, to watch Cardinal baseball is through that package because everything's blacked out in Oklahoma. Like, we're just going to get in our car and drive to the game every fucking night, <laughs> which is dumber than shit. But they black out the fucking games. So I finally got that for 7 bucks. I got all of the Fox Sports, so I'll be able to watch all the baseball games and I may end up getting the MLB package. I don't know. But um, anyway, I got everything. DVR, HD, all the HD programming, local channels, everything for 35 bucks a month. Damn. Locked in for two years. And they'll be here Thursday to install. It cost me 19 bucks today. That was it. Sorry, I, I had to add before. To... Before they had said I had to put down a, when I when I when I wanted Direct TV, they wanted a three hundred dollar deposit. I told them to go fuck themselves. Sorry, I had to mute my microphone there for a minute. It was almost like an episode of Saturday Night Live with Will Ferrell. Remember the the the, the skit where he's like, "Get off the shed." You know, I don't the, guess I remember that. Oh my god, I'm just totally striking out with you guys tonight. It's Get Will off. Ferrell and he's got these kids and he's having a barbecue and the kids keep doing shit and he's yelling at him, "Get off the shed." If you don't get off yeah, the shit, I'm going to kick your ass. I don't remember that one. Oh, it's like my kids right now. They won't go to bed. 
Oh, they will. They will, because I used to try that shit when I was little. And then when you wake up the next day and you would rather anything than to get up and go to school. I mean, I feel like that every day about work now, but I spent some late nighters as a kid, too, and regretted it the next day. So believe me, that shit won't last. Well, apparently we're not getting any phone calls tonight and there's no email. So I think we're just going to wrap the show. Sounds good to me. One more thing I want to add. There's a deal on TV right now. It's a big deal here in Oklahoma. Um, in my hometown, Claremore, where I live, Rogers County, there's a black lab that had 11 puppies. And somebody took the dog that had the puppies, chained her up to the back of their truck, and drug her to death. The and, fuck? And did it on purpose. And now there is a fucking witch hunt for this motherfucker. And it's so big now that Barry Switzer has doubled the reward money. Well, you know, they say the punishment should fit the crime. I got no problems. You're fucking damn right. It I got no problems with, with fucking hooking up a diesel rig and chaining this son of a bitch behind it and fucking pulling him. Chain him by the nuts, man. Come on. I mean, really? What the fuck? I say just drop you all at Kane's house and let Kane reenact his life on the motherfucker. No, you know what's better? Get about 10 dogs that have been diagnosed with rabies. I mean, they're in the last stages of it, and throw this motherfucker in between all of them and let them just tear his ass up. No, no, the punishment should fit the crime. If you drag a dog to death, I mean, you should be dragged too. Well, that's another one of my political views, is that it should be eye for an eye. Ah, ditto. Steve Austin agreed with me on that one. I I miss, I miss the days when you would be hanged till you were dead. I miss capital dead, punishment. Dead, dead. If you, you got sir, hung and you go lived, to hell, hell, hell. If you lived, they rehung you. Just the way, just the way it works. Nobody got that. I got it. I figured you'd get that. Now we do have a caller on the line. Believe it or not, I know Bronx wouldn't get it. He hadn't seen the movie. Well, exactly. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Hey, guys, it's L Train. What's up, man? What's up, dude? What's going on? Uh, hearing a little bit of the talk, I wanted to ask something. Uh, you brought up uh, Eve winning that uh, Stars and uh, Stripes show last night on ABC. Uh, do you think at any point they might um, mention that uh, more so over the fact that, you know, Linda's doing her whole running thing? Or do you think they might try to keep that those two things separate? No, I think they are going to do it. And the reason I say that is because I think they're trying to turn her face. I think they've decided that, you know, she's a better baby face than the heel. Um, you saw some of it last week. You saw some of it last night. And with her winning a program and being the first winner and being a female winner of a program that deals in high-volume military tactics called Stars and Stripes, hell yeah, they're going to promote the shit out of that. And it was on NBC, so they're a partner with them anyway. Well, I well I see what you're, I see what you're saying about you know you're you're thinking they might possibly turn her um, face, but I'm thinking that might just be a whole ruse, considering how they're kind of having her you know play up to Booker T a little bit, um, you know, right in front of Teddy Long over on SmackDown. I'm thinking it might just be a you know a whole little swerve situation. It could be, it could be, but if I was if I were them, and I'm not, obviously, I would have definitely. I'd definitely use this as a tool because that that thing, that show got great ratings, and for her to be the winner and be a female, 
I'd be proud as shit to have that woman working for my company right now. I'm with Trey. I think that uh, they just abandoned the storylines they've had on, on SmackDown. It's not the first time we've seen them do something like that where they go one direction and then all of a sudden they've gone a completely different direction. And with, with her winning that show and they've been talking about it all over WWE TV. I mean, on Raw we saw it several times. So, uh, you know what? I think that they are in line for a, a face push. I think she's going to win the Divas belt. And she's going to have a long-term championship run. They're going to try to make her a fixture in that division, and they're going to build it around her. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Well, I suppose I don't really see it, but I guess I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But see, I mean, that, that's just what they do. I mean, like if TNA did that, it'd be amazing. If they took one of their knockouts and had them on a national television show, and they won something, and they built the division around her, and got mainstream publicity. Yep. Exactly what I said. That you must have been reading my thoughts last night. Well, no, we have well, we have similar thoughts. I said in the chat room last night. You know, as bad as TNA is with their promotion, you know, and that wasn't a fixed show. Eve Torres just outperformed everybody. I mean, there were some decent people on that show, and people that were far—I wouldn't say far more athletic, but there were some athletic people on that show. You know, and. It came down to Peekaboo Street and, and Eve Torres. And I'm telling you, if you watched it, you couldn't help but be proud of Eve and the way that she performed it. You know, and as patriotic as they made that thing and as much military-based as they made that thing and, you know, Eve cutting the speech that, you know, I did this for me, but I also did it for, um, you know, the women in the armed forces, who's to say that a woman can't be a good soldier? She's right, because if a woman can do what Eve did, hell yeah, they can be good soldiers. You know, and they did put them through a lot of military shit. So it was a really good show, and I'm I'm proud of her to win it. But if a TNA or a TNA knockout could do that, like if Miss Tessmacher were to go through that shit and win... Push that bitch to the moon and think of all the publicity that she because they they mentioned Eve was a WWE diva, and she talked about how, you know, her diva training would help her with this or the fact that she was an athlete would help her with this, you know, and shit like that. Well, you brought up Tess Mocker, and I was thinking back to that whole uh, um, Hooters competition she competed in. Although I guess you know thinking about that's not exactly on the something on the same level as being seen on NBC every week. Well, yeah, that's a bit different. Uh, you know, there, there's something else that I had noticed listening back to uh, Raw last night, and it's something that's always kind of had a bit of an annoyance to me as far as WWE goes, and it's recycling um, themes like they've done. I, I know in the past, J.J. brought up Ezekiel Jackson. He kind of had like a little bit of a tweak to the old Brawl for All music, and we've heard uh, Layla get uh, Tiffany's old theme. Um, I've we heard that Anthony Cesaro has some new uh, um, ring music than what he did have. I was trying to take it back to what it reminded me of if you go on youtube and you search for it it's actually a remix version of dean malenko's old ladies man thing from the wwe i was gonna mention that you are absolutely 100 percent correct they kind of took it they remixed it and added a rap to it like, you, okay we're, we're remixing once again really well this is what they do i think jim johnson left the company like he was the guy that did all their music and i think he's gone but you're absolutely 100% right. That's exactly what that is. Well, it's, I mean, smart. it's smart from a business sense, too, just to rehash something you already own. 
Yeah, but the problem with that is there were so many theme songs, and I, maybe I'm the only one who thinks this way because I, I love music so much, but when the songs were, you know, like Warrior, it only took two chords. <coughs> the music more than one second, and the crowd was going apeshit nuts. Real American, you know, the demolitions theme, just the way the theme began. You were in front of your TV, and you heard millisecond of it and you knew who the fuck was coming to the ring now you got to listen for a second who's coming you know music has a big part to play with you know to get a character over so i get what train is saying oh you're fucking crazy no you're right you're right um they still have uh jimmy hart under contract don't they i don't know Uh, if they do or not i don't think so no I, I could have swore he was still there on a legend contract, and if he's there, he's he's good at doing music as well. Hmm. Something to look into, I think. Um, uh, one last thing before I get out of here, and it'll be real quick. Um, it's it's the whole rush thing that seems to be going on with. Uh, well, I, I think it's something maybe we could see with uh, TNA, but it's more prominent with WWE now that we got the whole three hour deal and how it kind of stretches over to SmackDown with the fact that we got three hours, and it seems like. Every week they got to find something new to stretch out time with, and obviously the most notable thing about that this week was the whole hug moment with Daniel Bryan and Kane. Does, what uh, what realm of reality does it ever is it ever going to take to get them to understand why instead of this segment throw in a match? I mean, I know I know it's like Jay said earlier, beating a dead horse, but why are you going to torture us by? Throwing together some shit like this and just not let us have a have a good match. Let us develop a storyline instead of something like over on SmackDown where we're seeing Del Rio and Sheamus going again for the third month in a row. Why not use that time to help develop some new stuff and maybe build up some newer guys? Well, I mean, you make a good point. Uh, the thing with with Del Rio and Sheamus though is you got to remember this: Del Rio's the heel, and I mean, he did kind of get screwed on that last uh, that last title uh, shot. You know his his leg was on the rope and it got removed by Sheamus. So that's the whole uh, reason he's got another chance to do this. I really think they need to put that belt on Del Rio and he needs to have face challengers because it opens up a whole wealth. You look at the SmackDown roster and you've got more faces on that, on that brand than you do heels. You know, I mean, you, you could, you could have Randy Orton when he comes back, if he's still a face, go against Del Rio. You got Sheamus chasing, you know, you bring back Christian, you give him a, a chance at Del Rio. There's so many guys that you could utilize in order to do that. But with Sheamus as the champion right now, you just don't have a lot of credible heels. And that's the only thing they've got going on SmackDown is Del Rio. That's, that's, that's my point. The fact that pretty much you're going to be running through everybody. And if they don't throw it on Del Rio at Night of Champions, I don't know where you go. Because I can't think of anybody else who's on that level to challenge Sheamus. I mean, if Del Rio wins, that's good. Because, you know, you said you got some other faces on there. You mentioned Christian. I hope he's still going to be there, considering I'm hearing this report that he got taken out of the um, SmackDown intro, whatever that's um, worth. Hopefully it means he's not getting cut. Um, but I, I just, I hope, I hope they, I hope they do something. I, w- I would like to see, a, I would like to see a change, even though, I don't know. It, it seems likely, but who knows? Why do I have a feeling that with Christian, the the company now that Edge is done is done with him. Mm. Wow. You know, it's like they appeased Christian and they well, it's like they appeased Edge 
and you know let Christian stick around and let Christian come back and you know Edge has always been in Christian's corner now now Edge is gone he didn't get a contract extension they didn't ask him to stay and do anything he's not a general manager he's not nothing with the company anymore why do I have a feeling that Christian is going to end up retiring on TNA I was, I was thinking maybe that was why they took him out because there was a rumor that he was going to be appearing at Bound for Glory. So I'm thinking maybe they took him out. Well, the, the company, out had, the the company had to approve that before he. I mean, the company approved that, not Christian. Well, well, for Slam Anniversary, I mean, I'm talking like he's rumored to appear at Bound for Glory, also. Right, but the company has to be okay with that before Christian can just do it. It's not like he went to WWE and said, oh, uh, by the way, Vince, I went ahead and signed a contract to appear on Bound for Glory for TNA. You did what? No. WWE went to Christian and said, hey, look, we worked out a deal with TNA, and you're going to appear on their, their pay-per-view again. Yeah, they might not care if he's not there if they release him. Vince could know that down the line, he was going to let him go anyway. Why not let him have a fucking appearance on TNA? That's where he's going to end up anyway. And and the thing is, that Four Horsemen thing, that Four Horsemen Hall of Fame would not have worked without Flair. So you never know. Maybe TNA really did flex them. And say, all right, you want Flair? This is what we want. We want Christian on one pay-per-view, and then we want him again on our most major pay-per-view of the year. And WWE might have been like, yeah, these motherfuckers. Okay, okay, okay. Just to get Flair, we'll do it, you know? Or they could have been thinking, all right, you want Christian? Okay. Edge is gone. I Vince McMahon is known to have never liked Christian. He's never been a fan of Christian. He could have been thinking to himself because the the ultimate answer came from Vince. So he could have been thinking to himself, "All right, they want Christian for two pay per views in exchange for Ric Flair as a horseman in our WWE Hall of Fame." I'm gonna let the kid go before then anyway. I'm done with him now that Edge is gone. So why not? Shit, yeah, that's that's win win for us. Possible. All right, I think that's uh, pretty much it for me, so um, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call, man. We'll talk to you later. Now, before we wrap things up, uh, one last little thing I want to talk about, and this this kind of saddened me a little bit to hear about this. One of my uh, one of my favorite actors kind of passed away over the last couple of days, and uh, yeah. oh, man. you should know who this is. I mean, Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan from the Green Mile, and of course, he was in Daredevil uh, as the Kingpin. He's, he's been in so many movies. Mission Impossible. Um, the Scorpion. No, that was Ving Rhames. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, but they get was. confused a lot. Uh, he was also in The Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. Opposite The Rock. And, uh, you know, just a larger-than-life guy, and it sucks to hear that he passed away at, you know, such a young age. He was just in his 50s. I think he was, like, 54. But Complications uh, of a heart attack. You know, he, he was always a big guy, so, uh, you know, my condolences go out to his friends and family, and... He is a guy that's going to be missed Armageddon. in movies. Armageddon, yeah, that was another good one. Yes. That was him. That was I was going to say Armageddon. You know, that, he played a great role in that. Just the, the line, you know, man. You know, he's, yeah, I saw, I thought he made a great kingpin. He was so good, and, and I swear to God, this isn't me trying to start anything, but to think he played such a role in that movie that even in the cartoons they made, they started making Kingpin a black dude because yeah. I think he solidified that role so well. Well, just like Nick Fury, you know, yeah. Nick Fury was white the entire time he was in the comics until the movie came out and then he was black. 
Yeah, and you got Samuel L. playing him, so it's like that's you know, perfect. Samuel L. Jackson's perfect for it. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, that that was that hit me hard. You know, a guy who, you know, you don't you don't think so young too, man, his fifties, shit. No. Um, want to add also, tomorrow night is the kickoff for the NFL season, so make sure you got your Giants and your Cowboys in your lineups on the Wrestling News Live Fantasy Football League. And I told you guys when we started that I wanted active teams. I want people talking on the message board. I want people talking on the Facebook group. And I think the guy's name is Tom Thibodeau's hair. Whoever's the manager of that team hasn't logged in since the draft. So you better get your ass in there and get active. I'm going to give you a few more days. If not, that team is going to be taken from you and given to somebody else. And I will do it. Don't think I won't do it because I will in a heartbeat. I can check and see who's logged in and who hasn't. So get in there and get your lineup set and get ready. I will have a short uh, podcast, pre-recorded podcast available tomorrow about the draft, the winners and losers, and my predictions for week one. So be looking for that tomorrow, and I will update the website at WNLFantasyFootball.tk. Now, I'm looking in the chat room, and Aki THQ, man, had to bring up Michael Clark Duncan as M. Bison in Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li. That was the worst Street Fighter movie ever. Okay? Ever. Kristen Kruick as Chun-Li. Are you fucking kidding me? I heard the first one was pretty bad. Oh, the first one was bad, but this one trumps it. This one trumps it big time. See, now, I never saw this. Was, Was this the sequel to the one with Van Damme? It was not a sequel. It was kind of a different telling of the story. Bison was a fucking Irish immigrant who fucking migrated to Thailand and became a land baron. The only good performance actually was Michael Clark Duncan as Balrog, but that's not saying much. Wow. Was he green? No, that's Blanca. Oh, that's Blanca. Balrog is the Mike Tyson Tyson boxer. So he fit that role just good. I know that some people liked it. Hey, you're entitled to your opinion. I thought it was the shit. I actually rented it on Netflix. No, no, I actually rented it at the video store. Harmony and I watched it, and I was like, why the fuck did we waste our money on that? You know, like, the original Street Fighter was bad, yes. This one was a lot worse. Robin Sho, who played Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat movies, was fucking Shin. He was an old man, Jin, or whatever the fuck his name was. It was bad, dude. Really fucking bad. Who played Ryu? Ryu wasn't in it. It was about Chun-Li. Their paths never crossed, but she crossed paths with all these other motherfuckers? The chick that played Chun-Li was fucking Kristen Kruick from Smallville, who played Lana Lang. She's hot. Yeah, but she ain't Asian. She's hot, though. She can kind of look Asian, but she ain't Asian. She's hot. Mm, She's overrated. But anyway, I just I wanted to say that uh, you know we're gonna you miss. You don't like her because Lana was a bitch on on Smallville. Oh, totally. Chloe was the one he should have been banging all along. Oh, fucking hey. Fucking Allison Mack should have been the one he was after the whole time. She fucking had a thing for him, and he just fucking just put it out there on Front Street. And he wanted nothing to do. with I it. I love those little blonde nerdy girls. Like the I've been watching. I've never watched it until this year. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah. The little blonde that wears the glasses. Oh yeah. God damn, in real life, she is so smoking hot. Oh, I love me a little blonde nerdy girl. (laughs) 
But on that note, we're going to close things out. And uh, again, uh, my condolences to the family and friends of Michael Clark Duncan. He's he's going to be missed. He was an iconic figure in film, and uh, it just sucks that we lost him. So, for song of the night, I got something special dedicated to Michael Clark Duncan. All right. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to uh, whatever this was. <laughs> you know, wrestling news live, world news live, uh, what the fuck news live. Who knows? I mean, we give you wrestling, we give you news. It's live, but we just sprinkle it in there with a bunch of other bullshit that none of these other shows can pull off, which makes us stand out. That's why you either love us or you hate us. And it's it's one or the other. There is no, you, you kind of like us. You either hate us or you love us. And, and we're cool with that. We're, we're okay. And nobody wants to hug me. But on that note, somebody give Trey a hug. I'm going to kick it over to JSK, and uh, we'll see you next week for another interesting edition of What the Fuck News Live. Who knows? JSK wouldn't have hugged me either. He, no, he'd have punched you in the junk. He'd probably choked me. Probably so. But we'll, uh, let's see, what's what's on the network this week? TNA Chat Live, The Open yes. Book. Uh, is there a pay-per-view this weekend? Yes, TNA. Yeah. We got a TNA pay-per-view on Sunday for Sunday Night Showdown. So, No surrender. No surrender. There you go. Don't we- stop believing. Make sure that you also listen to all the uh, archived shows, the podcasts here on the SNS Radio Network, shows like Beyond the Bell, the Elite Force podcast, both the Midweek with Chuck W., and, of course, the Weekend Edition with Walkie and Mindwipe. And, uh, Come here, give Daddy a hug. <laughs> the whole indie Ooh, show. The other way. Running uh, the ropes fucker. with Maverick and Crelly, although I'm still trying to figure out the whole uh, Arby's sandwich thing. It's not he tried to be funny and it failed. Ooh, that's an idea. Hey, I'll give you an Arby sandwich. Trey's bribing his kids. It's awesome. On that note, I'm going to kick it over to JSK. We'll see you next week for another edition of Wrestling News Live. Good night, everybody. He looks hungry. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out.
take me back to the start wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network. With a tear in his eye, the Bronx father chair dancing like a motherfucker right now. Off of 